What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Yeah No No Yeah. This is an episode that I've been excited about for a while. It's pretty much our first episode talking about one specific director and all of his films, sort of discussing each one and then ranking them. Who we're talking about today, who's easily becoming a favorite of both me and Liam's, is Park Chan-wook. So we talk about all the films that both him and I have seen from him. We rank them. It's a lot of great discussions. We, of course, open the episode with our usual small topics, as always, but that is the main topic this episode. So keep an eye out on the timestamps if you want to avoid spoilers for a lot of the films that we're going to be talking about, and for the poll on Spotify if you want to interact with that. And, of course, keep an eye out for the link trees in the description of the episode if you want to find me and Liam's social medias, our Instagram, all of that, and the Patreon link. We would greatly appreciate it if you wanted to support the show. We're always trying to find ways to improve it, whether it be new artwork, what we can do with the episode, like implementing video now, just all sorts of stuff. So your support is always greatly appreciated. And yeah, that's about it. So let's get into the episode. Park Chan Wook, baby. Before we get into anything, I don't want to forget, so let's let's get the Patreon shouted out. At least say hi first before you do that. It's weird because we've been talking before we started yeah, recording, so like, it's oh, weird. hi again. <laughs> I just hi. meant hi to the people. Hi, people. <laughs> Hello, people. We're only 25 episodes in. I mean, you think we would know how to do this, but uh, I, mean, I just That's never part of the know. charm is that we never know. Yeah, that's true. I want to shout out, we have to shout out our patrons before we get into, I mean, I want to and we have to. Yes. I made that, I, we love that you sounded, guys. yeah, we love you. I'm already not wording this right. I need to drink this coffee. Kath.reviews, thank you for being a patron. Thanks, love Kath. you. <laughs> and moving underscore 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 pictures, Julia, thank you very much for donating. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Then Sarah's popcorn chat. Thank you so much for being a patron. Still supporting us. Thank you. Still do. Still supporting us. Hasn't left yet. <laughs> Ardor film. There we go. <laughs> they get it. Okay. We got it at the end. I don't know why I can never get your name right, but now I got it. We Thank got you, it. Amy, for being a patron. It Thanks, really helps Amy. out. And hey, you. I think you should do the honors for our most recent patron. <laughs> I did last time. Yeah. <laughs> It, did, it, well, it, feel, it feels only right that you would do it. <laughs> Thank you, Luna <laughs> underscore underscore Pearl. Mom. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thank you to you five. Yes. You're helping us out a lot. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much. We hope you enjoy the artwork recently, because uh, that's For what sure. it's buying pretty much. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's going towards, so... You guys are helping a lot. Well, I like I said, I'm really like lacking on topics this week i i mean i guarantee the two that i have are probably the same they've got to be i'm sure yeah go for one of them why not <laughs> okay well i'll start with the little one this isn't even something that i care much about but like you you brought it up to me the fact that the last episode we were talking about you know potential biopics <laughs> the fact that i'm a genius 
it's not even that we're geniuses it's just that we like prophetic is that the word not prophetic Pro- it, no it is prophetic you basically predict something that is going to happen we both done that i think like that ha- it's not the first time that's happened yeah no um, podcast prophets that's what we are but yeah anyway this uh i forgot i already forgot who's playing michael jackson what's the guy's name i forgot his name he's related to michael jackson isn't he yeah he's like well that would make sense yeah i thought some sort of nephew or something like that i think but yeah i don't know who he is or anything but yeah, yeah like i, I saw his face and i was just like okay maybe <laughs> <laughs> if he looks like him and if he sounds like him then that's fine with me i'm just but... worried if they get to the whole white face section you know how's that gonna oh, be oh god <laughs> <laughs> exactly like maybe that's why a biopic hasn't been done like how do you do that and uh, not have it be like how do you do it right? I don't know. Yeah, it's just like I said on the last episode, I don't think you can do it very well. But at the same time, it's like one of the most iconic artists of all time to where it's like, how has it not been done yet? Yeah, it's something that you kind of got to do at some point, but like, how? I think, yeah, people just don't know how to do it. That's the thing. Like, and you got to do it right. Because if you, you can't screw up a, a Michael, the King of Pops biopic. Yeah. I will definitely watch it. But, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, I don't know if I sure, like it. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. It sounds cheesy, but like only MJ can be MJ. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to see some guy like doing his hee hee and like, <laughs> you know, like doing oh, his God. little like movements and stuff. I don't want to see some impersonator. Like, I want to see the real deal when it comes to like somebody as unique as that, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I mean, know. there are plenty of artists that have like unique sounds and everything, but he was like truly unique in every sense and like. Uh, how do you do that but then at the same time like i probably could have said the same thing about the elvis biopic like i mean but then again we've seen some elvis impersonators are like and i are a popular thing like around the world so i mean i guess it's not so weird to see and that turned out to be pretty good so i guess it can be done right i don't know we'll see i i never know with these music biopics they're always like hit or miss so yeah well i hope it's good we'll have to see i guess i hope for now i just want to pay like a little slight bit of respect to the woman that played tess in um the last of us game she passed away recently she wasn't like um she's not like a massive part of the game or anything but she was pretty crucial in the beginning and like always someone that i remembered liking quite a bit so rest in peace that sucks that was really shocking actually to see like just the timing of it all too yeah it's crazy sad yeah very strange timing but i mean i guess she was battling cancer so that's sad she was very young too very young so it's just that was sad to see do you want to get into the big one like the i mean the big mini topic i guess we can yeah let me just yeah nothing really i guess the only other thing would be that the fact that uh we had a chinese Chinese spy balloon over us recently. What? <laughs> I don't know if you. Yeah, the, this is literally like yesterday. Oh, they shot it down. Wow. Yeah, we had a. We spotted a a balloon somewhere. I don't know where it was located in our country, but there was it was a Chinese spy balloon, and then the U.S. military shot it down. It says. <laughs> awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Um. That's what a lot of people have been talking about recently i guess here i mean maybe it's not like worldwide man you've always got something just ufos robot lawyers spy just stuff flying in the sky yeah (laughs) it's uh it's crazy i mean countries have been spying on each other forever probably so i mean i didn't think they'd be dumb enough to just send a balloon over (laughs) just like in plain day 
Or just a news podcast um, sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, you gotta sprinkle in a little reality in there sometimes. But I think that's what ma- makes us different to a lot of the podcasts. We're just very all over the place, but in a good way. In a good way, yeah. We try to cover everything. Structured like chaos, the real and... I would say. Yeah. Um, Alright, so I'm guessing the big one is the whole James Gunn DC slate. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, he right. released it, and it's a big one. <laughs> One thing I did see, like, that was part of it was the whole, like, Booster Gold thing. And I never, mm. ever thought that someone would approach Booster Gold. Because, <laughs> wow. Like, that is a character uh-huh. that's been, like, memed quite a lot. Like, I've heard so many people talk about how, like, much of a weird and sort of useless character he is. And then I'm just like, James Gunn actually picked up fucking Booster Gold. Like, no way. <laughs> that is wild. That's Well, that's what we've said, I think, even on, like, the last episode about James Gunn. He'll just take, like, obscure characters, you know, like, in Suicide Squad, he took Polka Dot Man, who nobody yeah. gave a shit about, and he was a complete joke in the comics before he was in that movie, and then people now love him, so... It, it's just odd mm-hmm. for me, because I just think, like, Booster Gold is, like, he has so many weird powers, and, like, it's, mm. like, sort of, sort of just a mismatch of different things in one character, and I was like, there's no way they can make that work, but... <laughs> He's trying, I guess. We'll see if it works. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about him, to be honest, even though I used to really be into DC Comics. I just, I always knew of Booster Gold, but I never knew his, like, what he was about. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see it as well as, like, all of this stuff, which I pulled up, like, a list of, I think it's all the stuff he announced. Hang on a second. I was just going to look at his, like, powers. He mm. utilizes advanced technology, allowing flight, energy blasts, force fields, enhanced strength, time travel, enhanced visual <laughs> powers, and vi- various other abilities, longevity expert, hand-to-hand combatant, peak athletic <laughs> ability. I don't know. He's, he's just so much in wow. one character. <laughs> That's a Fucking lot. Fucking time yeah. travel I mean, amongst all of that. Because, <laughs> yeah, isn't he... Uh, James Gunn, didn't he say, like, he's a loser from the past that, like, gets, like, access to this technology and then time travels to the future to become a hero or something? Something I don't like know. that. I like, don't know. He's something wild. like that, which that idea is cool. I'm wondering I'm if sure at some be... point he'll try to approach Bueno Excelente. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Bring that guy I don't back. Know. That might be a little too obscure for, like... Well, it's not only obscure, know. but, like, his only power is threatening sexual assault. Like, that's it. Oh, yeah, no, he he ain't gonna risk with that, I don't think. If he does, <laughs> he should let, like, Ezra Miller play him. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, from... A, I mean, he could, basically, with the multiverse shit. I mean... Just put a bunch of, like, prosthetics on him, make him look fat like the whale. Oh, is he a fat character, I guess? I forgot. He's just, like, this fat, like, mafia guy that just, like rapes people basically <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, i feel like ezra miller would nail it <laughs> that's his superpower oh man yeah that's hilarious i mean it's that's bad but yeah that yeah they're never gonna bring that character to the to the big screen i'm hoping for dog welder one day you remember that oh yeah, yeah. that whole team of people yeah <laughs> we'll approach crazy. them one day i don't know i feel like suicide squad is about as as deep into a weird group of characters you'll probably get and then he'll do other characters along the way but not whatever that team was i don't know their name section eight section eight yeah Yeah. i don't know if he'll ever do that anyway part of the actual (laughs) slate go on one of the weird things like was just that he was he's very excited about the flash which is very Mm. odd to me yeah I, I i think he's maybe he's just excited about it for the same reason that i'm excited about it is that it's going to be resetting a lot of dc eu stuff you know i don't know if he's excited for ezra miller as the flash but like the fact that this is like allowing him to do a lot of what he's doing right to like 
kind mm. of clean the slate with a lot of stuff. Maybe you know, with, cause... like, cleaning the slate, maybe the case with that will be that, like, by the end of the movie, like, that Flash version is, like, dead or whatever, and then they bring out a new one that's not played by Ezra Miller. Maybe that's the way that he, like, mm. smartly does it. Right. But if he's, like, I continuously totally going with Ezra Miller, that's kind of worrying. <sighs> that is worrying. But, I mean, there's been so many different Flash characters in the past and in the comics that it would only make sense to bring exactly. in a different one yeah. so if they yeah if they kept him it would just it wouldn't really make any sense and who knows by that time what else ezra miller will have done <laughs> to incriminate himself so what i, it's, I think it's james, only a matter of time with him i think james has like talked about ezra a bit and said that he's on like the road to recovery it still feels weird having him there doesn't it very weird yeah, yeah. i don't like the, the annoying thing as well for me is that like i actually like ezra miller as an actor i think he's a good actor but I just... oh yeah as an actor he's pretty good i mean yeah I, we need to talk about kevin and perks of being wallflower i love those movies yeah. but it's weird I, I i'm interested to see what he'll do with him i am looking forward to like the movie but not with I was looking forward to the Flash movie before all this stuff came out about him, but... Now it's just a bit... I don't know. Strange. It, I know, it just it leaves me feeling mixed, even going into it. Well, that's going to be, like, the next, like, one that actually comes out, right? I don't know the order of these. Like, the list I have, I don't even know if they put them in the order, so that's the thing. But it, it would make sense to have the Flash first. I mean, if they're going to be resetting shit, so... Well, whenever it comes out, maybe. I guess we'll see then, but... I think it is this year. I thought it was this year. Won't go and watch it. Yeah, maybe not. I don't think it's going to make that Um, much money. (laughs) I don't think so either. But I'm sure our theater is going to get it. So I'll probably. I'm sure I'll go see it and just to see what they do. But Mm -hmm. it's just going to be so fucking weird. As for other ones though, that I'm more looking forward to. I'm interested to see what he'll do with Superman Legacy. Yet again, it's sad that. Henry Cavill's not coming back. I just don't know how you can properly do that. He just really was a great Superman. Like, he just was. Yeah. I know that people have their own Superman and stuff, but, like, he is... He's probably my Superman, just because he... I didn't really grow up watching the I've old actually never Superman. seen any other version, so... Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, like, the... I think it's the Christopher Reeve. Whatever the, like, early 2000s ones were, I saw yeah. those, and those were pretty good. But Henry Cavill is just, like, a perfect fit, Yeah, I just thought. He just really yeah. looks the part. The last thing we saw him in was the Black Adam post-credits, so... <laughs> <laughs> it was such a... It's just... It's laughable, like, how... Yeah. They took him away, then brought him back, and then now he's gone again. And it's like, he nobody knows what's going on. Which is why this is happening, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The James Gunn coming in, so. I mean, a lot of people are giving James Gunn some shit for, like, all of the changes and stuff. But it's not his fault. He's actually the one who's trying to better it. Right. I think, uh, I wonder if people are, like, kind of upset at James Gunn. Like, it's probably just the Snyder people that they're having, like, a Marvel guy come in, you know, to, like... Fix he's the not DC, a Marvel basically. guy. He made two Marvel. Well, movies. a lot of people. No, I know, but like when people think James Gunn, a lot of people probably think Guardians of the Galaxy at this point because yeah. like his style is definitely it lends more towards humor. It just does. Didn't like, he make like three other films before that or whatever? He's just a oh, director. Yeah, he's done all. other like, stuff. Yeah, he's a director. I mean, and even before that, then like I think he was just a screenwriter and he wrote Dawn of the Dead. So I mean, like yeah. I love his writing above all. But absolutely. That's why I have a lot of faith in him, but 
I mean, Snyder mm-hmm. fans are like the worst fans ever. They oh are. My God. They are the worst. So I don't know. I just hope that it has. I want it to have a consistent tone throughout. But then I think he said something, didn't he? Basically say like all of these are gonna have its own unique, not tone, but he basically said that. Mm. I don't know. I just hope that it flows. I just hope it doesn't feel like a mess. This I don't know what the authority is. I forgot when he talked about that. What is that? The authority. Uh, I've forgotten as well. I think it's some sort of group though. <sighs> I don't know how much to say about that one. <laughs> I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, right now. The Brave and the Bold, though, that's a big one. Well, it's okay. The Brave and the Bold is a Silver Age DC Comics title that, for about 15 years, starred Batman and Robin mm. in crossover stories with other DC characters. Yeah. I think, is this a show? Because he was doing movies and shows. I think this is a movie, though. A Booster Gold was going is going to be a show, it says. Oh, man. As opposed to a movie. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Like, I wish it was all just movies. I don't have to... There's already too much shows to watch. Shows are becoming uh, too huge right now, like, because people can't get well, the fuck off their couch. Yeah, and just... Uh, I just hate, like, having to connect shows with movies in order for me to get the full scope of things. I just want to watch the movies. I don't have time to watch the shows in order to know what's going on with some of the movies like yeah exactly it's fucking too much but i don't know i'll watch them either way uh depending on what they'll, they'll probably be on hbo i guess since dc is like partnered with that so yeah i'm looking forward to brave and the bold supergirl woman of tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know why not i mean but it could be good have you seen like clips from the like already supergirl show no but oh, the boy. fact that this will be a movie and it'll have much probably a much higher budget and who knows probably even a whole different cast i mean i, I would hope so yeah so it's this... like a cw show or something isn't it oh god if it's a cw show then yeah, no, 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 i mean like they're the, not the gonna... old one is like a cw show i, I think. think so yeah yeah, and I can't stand those DC CW shows. Just I've seen like the clips lowest from it quality the, crap. Oh, the dialogue <laughs> yeah. and the CGI. Oh my god. Sorry, Kath, because I know that you love those CW shows, but they're just they're just the lowest quality. I'm not like, sorry, Kath. I'm not sorry at all. Yeah. <laughs> they're so bad. Yeah, they're just so cheesy. But I, I think this will be a whole different thing. Yeah, like, it'll have yeah. a much higher budget. It'll look way better. It'll, the acting will be better. The effects. So. Yeah, I, cool. I'm looking forward to that. This one, though, I'm actually looking forward to probably the most out of all this stuff. Uh, but Swamp Thing is getting a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be like, for a second I thought it said it would be directed by horror master Wes Craven, but that doesn't make sense because he's dead. So it said yeah. that the last, <laughs> the last two movies, he Wes Craven did direct them in like an old version in the past. So that's what it was. But yeah, anyway, I... It'll investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing. I, I can't wait for that. I just want a dark, weird character to be yeah, know, that sounds done fun. well. And, <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be cool. It'll probably be like a horror movie. And for that, I mean, that looks like it's it for the movies because the rest are all shows. Creature Commandos, uh, don't really know what that is. Aren't some of them like animated shows as well? Maybe. Okay, uh, Creature Commandos are, uh, it's another... A super team formed from Amanda Waller, but it's formed out of monstrous prisoners. Wait, what? I, is this just talking about Suicide Squad or Creature Commandos? I don't understand. Yeah, it's probably similar. Okay, yeah. Isn't I guess that going to be like a, a Amanda Waller like mm-hmm. show as well or something like that? Yeah, that's the next thing actually is the yeah. the Waller show, which I'm come on, yeah. I don't really care. But then again, like who knows? It could be good. Like there's been times to where it's like back when Better Call Saul was announced, people were like. 
who needs a show just about Saul? And then look at it now. It's like one awards. It's fucking an awesome show. <laughs> yeah, but show, I so. doubt that like it's going to be as good as that. Like, even though well, I haven't no, seen it. I guess that's Soul. a bad comparison. But like, there's been times, I guess, to where like, you know, we'll take a obscure character and give him a show. And like, it turns out to be kind of good. Yeah, so. but she's had like enough screen time as it is already. Like, I don't want her to be a huge thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah, she's there. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just like, like seeing even... her on the side, not like front and center all the time. I feel like... Right. Putting her front and center would make her less threatening. That's true. Yeah, the less you see of her, like, you know, that's supposed to be the more you're kind of intimidated by her. But, I mean... Maybe it would be directed by Vince Gilligan, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there... I shouldn't have brought up the Saul comparison because there's, like, no real, like, connection to that at all. I mean, that would, yeah, I mean, just have Vince Gilligan direct one of these shows, I guess. But no, she was never the most, like, interesting part about anything that she was in. It was always, like, the team that she formed, the characters she was, like, in charge of. Those were the interesting parts of the movie, not really her. I don't know, Viola Davis is good, so maybe it'll be good. There's two shows left. I'll I'll just get the, uh, the one that I'm not really, not as looking forward to out of the way. Paradise Lost. Oh, it'll touch on Wonder Woman's history. Oh, that's the one with the fucking, like, you know, that, like, group back on her, like, world or whatever, or where she grew yeah, up or something. Yeah, the Mascarians. Yeah, those people. Like, all them. Yeah. Like, I think it's gonna be probably, like, led by Robin Wright, I think. She's good. Yeah, yeah I but like I just right. I mean, I like her too, but it's just like <laughs> maybe it'll be House of Cards set in Themyscira. <laughs> yeah, get Kevin Spacey in there. Oh no, <laughs> he'll be the villain. Yeah, bring him back as the big, the bad guy. For... He can play. He can play Bueno Excelente. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, why have I said this? The it's a, oh no, that's yeah. That, I mean, it would. <laughs> It'd be fitting, Jesus I guess, Christ. for his uh, character. A bit too fitting. Yeah, too fitting. He would have already... It's some real method acting there. Oh my god. Uh, but no, I I actually, now that I think about it, because I liked Wonder, the first Wonder Woman quite yeah. a bit, yeah. and I like Robin White, right? So maybe that'll be good. I hope it is. It's just I'm not like super interested in that whole world. Like That was one of the lesser parts of those movies for me. Especially yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, yeah. yeah. The best part of that was Pedro Pascal. <laughs> sure. Yeah, just how crazy he was. He was that fucking was the nuts. best part. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Jesus. But apart from that, the movie was a complete shit show. Anyway, this last show is I'm look I'm really looking forward to it just based on how James Gunn described it. Lanterns, the Green Lantern Corps. Because they haven't really yeah. touched on that in the DC like universe yet, the current canon or whatever. But I don't know. The Green Lanterns are cool, but he just described it as like true detective in space which is fucking that'd be awesome i don't know if you've seen true detective but no but julia's um, gonna show me like some of the first season when she gets here so uh, you're i feel like you're gonna really like it oh like i know that matthew mcconaughey's character is one of the coolest most interesting fucking characters i've seen in a tv show I'm keen like and that. he's a he's literally me character oh boy. he is oh boy. so just wait it's so good exciting so i i'm looking forward to that it will be an enormous TV event series focused on the two the two lanterns unraveling a dark mystery. It's like a buddy cop thing, it says. I've actually never seen the Green Lantern movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you're not missing much. You're saving yourself, actually. Okay. That movie's a <laughs> weird, <laughs> terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, that's about all the Green Lantern... Or the... Not the Green Lantern. The DC <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking forward to at least 
for sure half of it I'm hyped for. Yeah. There's like half of them that I don't really care about, but But then again, like some of them like kind of being stuff that we don't necessarily know much about or whatever, that's probably a good thing, you know? That we can like right. see some new characters and see some new shit come out. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's cool. Like and your average person has no idea who creature commandos and booster gold and like people like that are. It's gonna, yeah, introduce a lot of new stuff to people. It can't get much worse, like we said. So it's got, yeah, I think it's exactly. heading in a good direction. True, DC. true. I don't. That's all. I mean, that was all my topics. Uh, I'm sure you have more. I do, but I'm I'm struggling to pick like which one I want to go for. I will only do like one more for now. Do you want something like that's gonna make you a bit like annoyed and will probably debate shit, or do you want something that's just goofy? <laughs> I mean, we don't have time for both. <laughs> I want to talk about the main topic, like, the most, really, so... True, know. me too. I do too. So you can just pick one. I'm fine with either, honestly, with that. I don't need to debate. I mean, but I really want to know what it is. <laughs> I want to know what both are. I can tell you what both are, and you can just pick the one you want to talk sure. about. Yeah. Okay, well, the goofy one is just that the M&M's mascots quit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Oh, my God. And it was replaced by that one lady. What's yeah. her name? Maya Rolda. Fucking Rudolph. I don't, and I don't even care much for her. I think she's kind of annoying. Oh, she is extremely annoying. That's why I wanted to <laughs> yeah. talk about it. I'm what like, a why mistake. Her? What a mistake by the M&M's marketing team. What are you doing? Yeah, they've been around <laughs> for many, many years. Were your, were your people. Yeah. yeah. The amount of, like, Rule 34 shit that's been drawn about the green m&m like come on rule, rule 34 <laughs> what you don't know rule 34 uh, maybe i do but i don't want to seem stupid what is it <laughs> oh rule 34 is like they have like a bunch of like rules of the internet basically so there's somewhere there's a list but rule 34 is that, that like if it exists there's a pawn of it so <laughs> the amount of rule 34 that's been drawn of the green always... m&m <laughs> I I remember yeah the green M M&M and M being like weirdly overly sexualized but weird, yeah yeah but I do remember like didn't they put the uh, the green M M&M and M on like a big digital billboard advertising and then I saw a meme that was like <laughs> Ryan Gosling looking up at the, yeah, yeah you know the big <laughs> but it was green <laughs> anyway yeah that's all I gotta say about the M M&M and M people I guess fair enough yeah I don't know why they've done that <laughs> this is a mistake weird. this is a terrible idea yeah come on M M&M, and M's get it together. Um, yeah. Well, the one that would piss us off, I guess, is just that, um, you know about, like, Hogwarts Legacy, it's coming out, like, pretty damn soon. Oh, yeah, it's like this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are so many people on every fucking platform just going, if you buy this game, you are transphobic. And it's... Oh, no. ...never-ending. Like, it's it's actually becoming, like, fucking huge, like, everywhere I go. And, like, there's point, huge you... petitions being made and shit, and people signing it, and it's like, why? It's... I mean, it's not like J.K. Rowling, like, produced and developed the game herself and wrote the code herself. Exactly. Like, she's just one person. She just created the world. I know. You know, it's... There's more people at work than just... Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's not like they're... I doubt in the game they're, like, teaching... You know, there's a class that your character <laughs> goes to that teaches transphobic stuff. Like, no. so, I mean, if that was the case, then yeah, sure. But, no. It, the the thing point, that I keep you... saying about it is just that you're, like, you know, putting this kind of shit on, like, one person when there are, like, so many other people that worked incredibly hard on this game. You're just you know not gonna buy it or you're gonna boycott it because of that even though all these people worked pretty fucking hard on it mm -hmm. like jesus christ and not only that because of one like, person. why yeah because of one person and you can make the same argument then those people can about like well if you continue if you watch if you go back and watch any of the movies or read any of the books 
you can't do that either. Why suddenly the game is being yeah. attacked? It's just a video game. Like I know, I don't it's know. so stupid. It's it is stupid. I I don't even really follow much of that controversy anyway about her whatever she said. I don't really care. I just try and focus on the art itself, not exactly. really the uh yeah. if she came out as like a convicted rapist or something, then <laughs> then yeah, that's a different then I would feel kind of weird, I guess, but not yeah. really. I mean it's different yeah it's very different um, this thing like she is so like far removed from like that kind of stuff i think you know what mm-hmm. i mean like she wrote the books and all that maybe she had like something to do with the writing for like the story in hogwarts legacy i would think and if anything yeah i mean who knows if she even had a hand in any of it I mean, yeah i don't know but like but you know that aside there's you know other writers there as well i would think and yeah you know people doing all the fucking coding design exactly. everything like it's it's so much work to put into this game but because mm-hmm. of one person it gets boycotted and petitions to not be I brought out i had no idea i had no idea this was like a actually a thing oh it's massive like, it's online. going insane right now <laughs> i didn't know it was massive wow how many on the petition how many people have like i can have a look i don't know then i guess uh i guess i'm transphobic because i'll probably buy the game <laughs> i'm gonna edit that to make you sound really bad <laughs> oh i'm sure that people could cut that five seconds out right there and themselves and be like oh and right now i'm actually reading like through the harry potter books or i'm trying to at least so uh oh i guess i'm in double trouble right now yeah i'm reading the books too i think it's like as of january like early january or something it says it had like a million signatures holy yeah it's fucking huge what in the world are people thinking like i don't know you can attack the person themselves but like realize that the her art is not a representation of like her supposed transphobic beliefs whatever like you know it's It's fiction it's not like she's pushing pushing transphobia in all of the stuff i mean i i I say this you know keeping in mind that i have like a huge amount of connection to harry potter and that entire world and i adore it but it's literally people waving fucking wands at each other and (laughs) flying on broomsticks like are you kidding me yeah (laughs) it's it's a yeah and i don't know if you saw this but there is i actually saw a feature in the game to where when you create your character you can't even choose the gender you just create how they look oh yeah that's supposedly a thing in the game to where like they don't even give you an option to like choose you know male or female you just kind of create how your character looks and then the voice so like they're that's basically that's going i mean that is like in favor of you know the the people that would be protesting this yeah yeah so i mean the game is like trying to cater towards those people it is, and apparently it's just not good enough i don't know nothing's good enough um, <laughs> this is <laughs> no it's not 2023 people always need something to protest and complain about even though it's so meaningless like there are more important issues at hand than a, a harry potter video game absolutely yeah yeah i don't know i'm gonna play the game i want to play the game even more now yeah, after that i can't wait so... to play the fucking game i can't wait. <laughs> i don't care yeah well yeah that was well, the there thing. you go if you want like yeah. just before we get into the main thing like i had just one more like small one just because i saw it and i don't know if you even know about it but it just sounds like it's right up our alley you know derek c in france no who's that he's uh the guy who made the place beyond the pines oh okay the director yeah, yeah. he's yeah. making a new movie called wolfman <laughs> okay. and it stars ryan gosling <laughs> oh and i am very damn. excited <laughs> i didn't even hear how have i not heard about this i don't know but i just heard oh. about it it's like literally about a guy who like turns into a werewolf and it's with ryan gosling <laughs> and it's directed by him wow. i was like what <laughs> 
Ryan Gosling has been taking on like a whole variety of roles lately, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess he's done like the... two other movies with that guy. So. Oh, I just looked up on Letterboxd. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's because yeah, Place Beyond the Pines is great. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I love it so much. I still have to see Blue <laughs> Valentine. I really want to watch it. Me too. I still have to see that too. That kind of director doing a movie about a guy who gets bitten by a werewolf. What? <laughs> that yeah, I know. Cool. It's just so random and like. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I just I'll thought I'd mention it because that list. sounds so cool. <laughs> it's a movie I didn't know I needed. <laughs> Alright, is it that time? Well, I think it's that time to get into the main topic. Let's go, I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm excited too, because this is our first episode to where we're... Because we've done similar episodes to this with artists, like music artists. Yeah. But we haven't really done an episode on a director yet, and these are the episodes I actually look forward to the most, honestly. Like, just mm. going through... We're going to be talking about Park Chan-wook. Yeah. And, yeah, our boy, Park <laughs> Chan-wook. Park Chan-wook. He's... Uh, I, I have to say that, like, as of today, he's becoming a favorite. Big time. Dude, same. Wow. I mean, he's always... For me, he's... Old Boy Alone, like, made him a favorite of mine, but, like, watching more and more of his stuff, yeah, it's just solidifying the fact that, like, he's probably, unless I could think of another, but I don't think I can, he's probably my favorite international director, like, yeah. non-American director, I, he's gotta be. Cause just I mean, from so what I've seen, he would have to be very up there for me as well, yeah. Like, up yeah. until, oh, like, wait. a week ago. Oh. Sorry, I just, I just remembered Lars von Trier, maybe he's oh, my yeah, favorite true. international. He probably is, but Park Chan-wook is close. Yeah, anyway. yeah. A week and a half ago, I had only seen Old Boy, and now I've seen like mm. seven others, no, six others. And fuck, man, <laughs> like, wow! I know you were on a roll. I was. I'm kind of jealous because I, I really wanted to. I hope I can like do this episode justice, but I was really wanting to rewatch a lot of his stuff in preparation. But I only got to watch. Well, I watched Decision to Leave like not too long ago, and then I watched you know Lady Vengeance recently. But man, I was really wanting to rewatch a few of these to really like have more to say about them. But I I'll do my best. I want to do this guy justice. Yeah, he deserves it. For now, this is this is good enough, I think. Like, we've both yeah, seen the same one. amount of movies. You've <laughs> seen some that I haven't, I've seen some that you haven't. Like, that makes it yeah. a little bit even, at least. I think so, yeah. We So we haven't seen all of his movies. We, we still have more to... We're not going to be able to completely get a full grasp on this guy, but we know enough. And, and we'll we have, have plenty to talk to, about still. For sure. Yeah. Do you want to start with like talking about ones that the other person hasn't seen, just like so we don't, you know, get into? Yeah, let's do. Yeah. Too much so about like, it. so like, how many have I seen that you haven't, and vice versa? Okay, so the Is ones that even? you've seen that I haven't, Joint Security Area and The Handmaiden, and the mm. ones that I've seen that you haven't, uh, I'm a Cyborg, but that's okay, and Thirst. Oh, cool. So it's two and two. Okay. Yeah, two and two. So yeah, we'll just go back and forth until we talk about what we have seen. I'm surprised you haven't seen The Handmaiden. I mean, that you want to start with people... that? sure yeah because i mean i'm surprised that I, i've seen the movie twice people say that it there are actually people that say it's his best movie that say it's yeah, even know, better yeah. than old boy it's like a masterpiece and like i can see it but even after two watches i need a third i just you know it's um it's a great movie it's a great mystery it, it looks amazing like the acting i just everything about it is great but it's got the same issue that if i had to critique park chan wook it always for me it has the same issue that a lot of his movies have where they always just get so lost in its own story to where i'm just like wait what's going on who is this like what you know i start to get a little confused because it's a good and a bad thing about him it's like the way he tells his stories it's kind of it can feel all over the place at times and kind of like complex yeah it so can be you really have confusing. to be yeah so like you really have to be 
really hyper focus on like okay so this person and this person that's happening and now we're cutting to this time and it's just yeah. all over so where that's why a third rewatch i was really hoping to do that at some point you really gotta pay but attention no, I have to it, some of his moments that he has you really do but i mean apart from that it's a it's a nine out of ten for me so it is very close to being like perfect but that's my only critique is that it can just be very hard to follow at times like everyone's motivations who's on who like who's thinking what and what's going on and like why are people doing things and like i said that's kind of an issue the only issue i have with like any of those other movies too they could just be a bit hard to follow at times but overall yeah. it's like yeah i mean it's one of his best even though i've only seen seven of his movies but yeah i just I'm looking forward to a third watch, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you think too, because it's a, it's a great movie. It is. I did want to watch that um, today, but um, it's like quite long, and um, yeah, I didn't have time yeah. to do it. And just the soundtrack too. Like that's another thing about his movies. The soundtrack is always gonna be great. Mm -hmm. It's just always gonna be. He's very great. consistently good with music. Hundred percent. I'll go to one of mine then that you haven't seen i'll do thirst first first yeah uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that we would probably disagree on this one i haven't seen it yet but mm. i already know that i'd probably enjoy it more i don't know you might i don't know <laughs> maybe i can see you enjoying it to an extent it's i mean it's park chang wook making a vampire movie and mm. it's strange because of that but i mean i don't know I, th I think i just felt like the pacing was really really off and i don't know some like it definitely could have been shorter it's like a bit over two hours i think and it's uh -huh. like you really really start to feel it towards the end like the last like 40 minutes or so is really like chaotic and interesting mm. and kind of what i wanted it to be for most of the runtime but there's like a whole mm. midsection where i was just like i don't care I don't and know. that's honestly it, like it also doesn't really leave you with a lot to like think about afterwards you're just like okay mm. that story happened now the movie's over i don't really feel anything from it i didn't really mm. care about the characters too much they're kind of both just like as shitty as each other i guess so <laughs> i don't know i just didn't know what to think That's of it fair. but i ended up giving it like a four out of ten when i reviewed it just because i don't mm. I, I don't think it's among his best at all but song kang ho is very good as always who sorry song kang ho oh yeah him yeah. yeah, he always just pops up in all these movies, like yeah. whether it's Park Chan-wook, Bong Joon-ho, like he's always popping up and it's nice to see him though. Yeah. Even movies outside of those two directors too, like I don't know if you've seen um, A Taxi Driver, not no. Taxi Driver, but A Taxi Driver. No, I've been like, wanting to that's see that for a, a while. That's a great movie and like, yeah, it's so he's just... Yeah, he's always, like, some, one of the best parts of whatever he's in, usually. Um, but no, I mean, I'm looking... Uh, I mean, a vampire movie by Park Chan-wook, that already sounds interesting. It does. So I hope that I like it. It sounds interesting, no, and that's why I wanted to see it, but I was like, oh. <laughs> you are right, though, like... The pacing is just one more thing that sometimes can be a fault in his movies if I had to critique any, but like, which a movie that we'll talk about later, but like Sympathy for, uh, for Mr. Vengeance, at times that movie does drag a bit for me, so, mm -hmm. um, but which is why I wanted to rewatch it, because maybe I would change my mind on that. Right. Just like moments here and there in his movies, but otherwise, I, I don't know. I definitely felt that, that with one. Thirst, but like, I think the, the problem with that one is just that it's, you know, it's a really goofy story, it's a vampire movie, and like, it it doesn't really justify its length because of that, mm. I don't think. Does it take itself really seriously, or does he kind of like embrace the goofiness of a vampire story? I think it takes itself too seriously up until the last like 40 minutes, and then it mm. goes fucking hog wild, but <laughs> it's, I, I don't know, like up until that point, it's like, it has little sprinkles here and there of just, you know, this is really goofy and shit, but like, for <laughs> most of it, it's like a real like inner conflict for the main character and it's i mean it's i don't want to spoil it but 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say anything. Either way, yeah. That'll be interesting to see. I hope you um, like it more than I did. I really hope. I haven't disliked any of his movies yet. Like, I think his lowest rated movie for me is a four out of five. So, like, I really have been loving everything I've seen from him. But I do have to see a couple of those weird, weird lesser known movies that I know you've seen. So, I guess speaking of lesser known, because, like, people don't really talk about this one joint security area man i really wanted that was one of the few i really wanted to rewatch before this <laughs> fuck instead i watched walk knock at the cabin last night i mean yeah i'm glad i watched that too but oh, i should have squeezed one of these in i, I was gonna yeah. watch that one instead of i'm a cyborg but i wasn't able mm. to get the torrent in time <laughs> oh <laughs> I have to say, like, yeah, this one, real surprise. It was just a great movie, great mystery. It's basically about, you know, the border between North Korea and South Korea. And, like, there was a shot fired and, like, one of the soldiers killed somebody else on the other side. And you don't really understand, like, what exactly went down. But it shows from a lot of different characters' perspectives, like the perspective of the South Korean soldier, what he thinks mm-hmm. happened, and then the North Korean soldier, what they think happened. And you're following like the main protagonist is this like this lady that has to go in and can be completely neutral because you know she doesn't want to provoke either side and like yeah. start conflict. So that sounds interesting. It's just a really it is very interesting. Maybe the only flaw is like i said some pacing uh but apart from that like really interesting story it's got um oh my gosh the guy that we just mentioned Song Kang-ho. yeah yeah he's in it and yeah. he's a pretty big part and so he definitely is a standout and I'll always take more yeah in. just he's good always yeah <laughs> yeah overall it was just a great movie i uh i was between a four and a four and a half on it i think it's just like went between the two but great movie i it was hard placing this in my ranking which we'll talk about later but i look forward to watching that as well it's just a good mystery yeah, i look forward to it it looks cool was it his first film it was it if that's the case then damn like that's that's up there in terms of like some of the best debuts i've seen because really like i said it was it was close to a nine out of ten it was like really really good i look forward to watching it well we'll get to i'm a cyborg but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what the hell this one's about this one just looked weird to where i was like i'm gonna save that one for last well this one came right after the um vengeance trilogy he did the vengeance trilogy and then he did thirst and this I, I, I said in my Thirst review, like, I think I started off the review by just saying, I really hope this is Park Chan-wook's worst movie, but it wasn't. <laughs> I'm a cyborg is easily. It, oh. Uh, I, I, I'm serious, like, I say this with all sincerity, and I know you love it, but I cannot see you liking this very much. Like, really? It's just it's so... Just, it baffles me, because it has, like, a 3.6 average on Letterboxd. A lot of people seem to That is, but I, I'm, I swear that must be just because people love Park Chang-wook. Like, if it was done by somebody else, it would not have that score. I'm sure of it. I'm just reading the description, too, though, and, like, the description sounds so wacky that, like, it might be fun to watch. It's like, just, it's too long for that, and it's, like, it's so many different, like, themes in one. It's sort of mm. just this weird, like, rom-com, I guess, but it's also really? really, like, it's got these underlying themes that are really serious, and they don't mm. really mesh very well, I don't think. It's just mm. a really muddled movie, and, like, I was I was literally, <laughs> like, before we recorded, like, that's when it was about to finish, and there was, like, five minutes left in the movie or something like that, and I was like, fuck, please just end. Like, it, it just kept going, and it's, like, an hour and 47 minutes, and I was like, this feels oh. longer than fucking old boy. Like, it feels longer than... <laughs> Lady Vengeance, all of them. It, it felt longer Damn. than Thirst. And Thirst is like an hour, <laughs> two hours and ten minutes or something. 
Wait till you get to Handmaiden, because like I said, I think that's probably his longest movie. Well, that and maybe that'll probably fly by that was in comparison long. to this. Oh yeah, those like, are actually good. I mean, so I just I just think like it was an idea that didn't play out very well. There are a lot of like visual parts of it that are really embarrassing, honestly. Mm. Like it, it's not a great looking movie half the time. Which is, like, yeah. really surprising for him as well, because most of his movies look fucking fantastic. But it's just, mm-hmm. like, it was a real, real letdown. It just didn't feel like him. I could see you liking Thirst, but I can't really? see you liking this very much. I don't know. My taste can surprise people, you know? Like, I mean, there You're was a, a time where I gave card count. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, I mean, remember, there was a time where I gave the card counter, like, five out of five. So my taste, you know, was unpredictable as... The card counter I can understand. Like, I really can, but this, oh god. Okay, yeah, you're right. I just didn't like it. I have no, no, I, and I am guilty of, like, if I love a director, I will, like, trick myself into, like, loving a movie, even if, like, if I didn't know it was directed by that person, maybe I wouldn't like it, but the thought of them directing it is what elevates it for me. Yeah. So, like, I'm just a fanboy of some people, and, like, so maybe that would help it a bit, but... I can definitely see what he's going for with it, definitely, but it just didn't play out very well, I don't think. That's all. (laughs) No, I fully expect it to be, like, bottom tier for me, like, but that's because the others are so high, too, so... I wouldn't uh, say, like, it's a downright, like, absolutely horrible movie or anything like that, but it's just absolutely the weakest, and I can't see that changing. Like, I'm gonna see... I'm sure I would I'm gonna see Joint Security Area and The Handmaiden, and I can't see... (laughs) this being better than any of those so no i'm sure it's not gonna be well now i'm interested in seeing that just to see what i would think but (laughs) i'd um, love to see your reaction (laughs) i know uh it'll be a weird one uh well yeah we got through the ones that we neither of us have seen from each other so let's let's go old to recent actually I didn't know that uh, this came before Old Boy, but uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance would be the well, first one. Well, it's the Vengeance one. trilogy. It is, yeah. Yeah. I, I just assumed, for some reason, I thought Old Boy was the first of the trilogy. Nah. Um, it's like but, that, then Old Boy, then Lady Vengeance. Uh, like I said, I'm sure you'll have much more to say about it than me, because it's a lot fresher in your mind, but great movie i yeah. <laughs> it's a great start to this trilogy, which I, is a loosely a trilogy, but yeah. Didn't you rate it like a 9 out of 10 or something? I did. I did rate it a 9 out of 10 after, right after viewing it. And then later on, I actually dropped it to a 4 just because, uh. which is still a great movie, but that's why I need to rewatch it is because if the memory of the movie starts fading, so, like if it doesn't stick with me after a while, then for me, the rating drops a bit because, mm-hmm. you know, it just has to really stick with me. And unfortunately, only a few moments did. I mean, I, I watched it today, like, I watched three of them, three of his movies today. Well, four of you, mm-hmm. include a rewatch. I'm all movied out today. <laughs> Damn, yeah, but I'm jealous. I wish I did a marathon like that. February 5th from now on is Park Chan Wook Day. <laughs> <laughs> so I started with Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, and, like, oh. I do have to say that, like, right afterwards, I was just thinking to myself, this is a fucking 10. Holy no, shit. Really? I could Damn. not... I need you to rewatch it at some point because go. No, I need damn. to. I want to. It, I'm gonna be just... so upset actually because I would see myself rewatching this within the next few days, and I, I would wish like fuck. Now I wish I could have said this on the podcast <laughs> or like. So that's gonna happen. But either way, probably. But yeah, I just like I I couldn't believe it when I when I finished the movie because it's just so contained and it's such a unique story that i just Mm. i I can't get over like how good how like well presented all of the themes were and all that there are no heroes there are no villains it is just like (laughs) it it is literally just like humanity being fucked up right 
and you're just watching these people and you're just like i don't know who to root for i i don't like i feel <laughs> sympathy for these people but i don't know why because they're doing horrible mm. things but also they're not doing them completely like free of reason i guess it's fucking crazy i just love this it so crazy much. I couldn't get over it. And I think that was my my initial reaction to right afterwards and I know that I'll I'll um I'll feel more strongly about it when I rewatch it, but no, that's exactly how I saw it too. Yeah, he just he does a good job at like not making you sure how to feel about things like you know he makes you like conflicted on things like things aren't just black and white they're really gray and like people like everyone's done something bad in Mm -hmm. their life that's like the vibe i get from his movies like nobody's completely perfect uh which is a theme in one of his later movies which we'll talk about like there's yeah. No, not a perfect person. So I can't wait to rewatch it. It is the one that I'm most looking forward to rewatching out of all of these. I, the the action's brutal. Like that's another thing <laughs> yeah. I liked about it, which they really uh, hit that home. Like his use of action or violence, rather. Yeah, like, it's like, not even. Yeah, it's not even like an action scene. It's just kind of like kind of just unsettling violence at times. I want to get into spoilers. <laughs> I know. I really want I, to get into spoilers. I mean, you can if you want, yeah. <laughs> spoilers for sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Thank you. All right. There was one scene where, like, it happened, and I, I don't remember doing this since, like, Uncut Gems, because, like, that movie stressed me out so much. But, like, mm. I, I had to get up and take a walk, like, take a breather. Oh, wow. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. The, the scene at the river... Oh god, that's towards the end, right? No, 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 no. The the first scene at the river, where he like buries his sister in the rocks, and then that (sighs) child comes to like swim for him and drowns. Oh god, yeah. It's just like so much at once. Handicapped. uh, There's that yeah that like that character. Yeah, that guy comes along at one point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But like it's just you know him being like really he's like grieving his sister's death he's burying her in Mm. rocks this guy's coming in and fucking it up he's deaf so he can't hear this child drowning behind him it's like oh man oh my fucking god i I was like dude oh my god help me (laughs) (laughs) i was not okay after that jesus ah that just like scenes like that inspire me to like if i ever made a movie i just want to think of something a situation as fucked up as that you know, it, yeah. it, it, I don't know why. That's props to Park Chan Wook. Yeah, seriously. Just thinking of this stuff. <laughs> it's not only that, but like he he has some um, that whole sequence, and he's just sort of like you know shocked by all of this. But then he goes to like lay low, obviously. But then Song Kang Ho, like the girl's father, like comes along, finds her drowned. There's police everywhere. He's grieving. They take him to the hospital, and they're like operating on her and shit, like in front of him, and he's just standing there, like watching her being like sawed and like cut open. Open and shit it's like Park Chan yeah, what the fuck oh. man like, what the hell this is horrifying and so sad oh, I was gosh. like oh my god I just couldn't believe it see so many of these moments some of them are coming back to me like that scene at the river yeah but even the scene you just talked about I'm having trouble remembering like how it played out so that's why when I, when I rewatch, I can't wait, because it'll be like almost like a first viewing again, because maybe I just didn't have a good first viewing experience or a memorable one. I don't know what happened, but... I'm sure you'll love it I'm on sure I'll remember all this. Oh, I think so, too. And I'm not going to lie, if, like, if I'm in the right mood, it could probably be a 10 for me, too. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, I can't see anything I don't love about it right now, really. Yeah, it was amazing. It, that was a heavy one for you to, like, start off your marathon, too. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would I would have, like, tried to work my way to, like, lightest to heaviest, but that was up there. I wanted to do the Vengeance trilogy, like, first oh, and foremost. Sense, yeah. So I just ended up doing all those. But that was, yeah. that was a tough start, for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> like just yeah, how crazy is. it gets as it goes on like it plays out so horribly and it's just so mm. sad and disgusting there's that one it is like a very depressing movie very depressing very movie. yeah yeah do you, do you remember that scene where the main guy with the green hair like the deaf guy he like goes yeah. to beat up those like kidney donor people mm-hmm. like well does he have a baseball bat or something kidney stealers basically but yeah yeah he yeah. did yeah yeah i remember that I, I just i was like this is a fucked up like brutal scene like he's beating the absolute shit out of them but like it's what set it off like for me was just he walks in the room and instantly there's like a guy fucking a dead body oh god jesus I remember christ that. Yeah, that's Fuck. what was happening oh, and he was fucking a dead body in front of his mother oh well okay now i gotta rewatch this because yeah, i don't if i could forget a scene like that i don't know how i forgot that scene i now that you're saying it though i do remember that happening i just don't i can't visualize it mm. like not that i want to but i can't visualize <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck the scene like where they were uh, yeah i i gotta rewatch this it was a painful watch uh. but it's a fucking great <laughs> film holy shit yeah yeah oh, oh boy <laughs> i can't wait yeah, we can, we can a, move on if you want because Jesus. Sure. Yeah, I that could easily um a rewatch would probably change my ranking up. I know it would. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm looking forward to that. Well, oh man. The next one. I mean, I could talk forever about this and I'm sure we both could, but yes. Old Boy. Old like, boy. Where do I start with Old Boy? And I gave it a rewatch right movie. after Sympathy as well, so yeah, watch the whole I saw trilogy. That. And I'm glad that you say it's a 10 as well. Well, it, it was initially a 9, but yeah, this watch really yeah. solidified it as a 10. It's just... Yeah. Jesus. It, just, it gets better and better. It, I pick up more things every time I view it. And it, I mean, like I said, it's in my top three movies of all time. Like, and it always probably will be. I just, I love it so much. So I don't even know where to start with movies like this. Like, yeah. It's amazing. It's just it is, so amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it has everything about Park Chan-wook's style, whether it's the action or the soundtrack or the mm. characters and the story. It just it feels like it has all of his best qualities, but like to the max for me. Yeah, And definitely. to me, it just feels different from all of his other movies, though, because it's shot so differently. And it just, technically, it just it feels so different. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Just the way it's shot and uh, with all the close-ups and just the camera movement and the just crazy stuff that he does. I don't know. It's just... I just don't even know. Watching it this time around, like, I was just sort of, like, instantly loving it because, like, the opening was just so good. Listen to the opening so good. Like, that... Like, it's just that one shot of him, like, holding the tie and, like, shit and then the music. Oh you're like, fuck! I know. It's, it's the perfect way to hook the audience like it just hooks me right away with the you're right because the music and just like you're wondering what the fuck is going on who is this guy why is he holding this guy over that you think he's like you know i don't you don't even know what is going on or off the bat i love how it cuts right from that to him being drunk in like a prison or a jail and he's just being a complete fool yeah (laughs) like that and that's the thing is that this movie is it is hilarious at times mainly in that scene like that scene alone is like it's just hilarious the the way it's edited he's like freaking out and then they stick him in between all these like guys and he's all quiet and like yeah. <laughs> and, I, uh, uh, I don't know his friend bails him out and then he's like i'll i'll be seeing you again and then we're like we hope not or no you won't and he's like that's up to me assholes or whatever he said I don't yeah know. And then he just runs off um, <laughs> <laughs> it runs off 
and then from the opening scene you're in it's so intense like and it it hooks you but i'm never that's why i think it is as best is because i'm always you're just taking on like a ride and i feel like it never slows down Mm -hmm. even during the slow moments i'm always interested because like you don't know what's going on and you're like completely put in this character's shoes because you're wondering like why was he imprisoned for 15 years and then just released and like (laughs) what did he do or who did this to him and it's just it like it never lets me go like it never it hooks me and never lets me go yeah it's a so. story that just keeps getting interesting and you're really wrapped up in the mystery of what the hell happened mm-hmm. i guess and that's the thing is that similar to sympathy for mr vengeance you can see like nobody they've all done kind of bad things to where like at first you are completely on the side of you know ode su mm-hmm. and then just once you learn i guess about what he did and we'll we'll have to get into some spoilers for old boy yeah sure you know he did some he did a fucked up thing and so it's like well i guess i can see where the main villain main bad guy is coming from and you could totally you're sympathetic for him yeah in a way yeah but at the same time Um, you can feel a lot of sympathy for odesu because it's just like oh yeah he went he went like way beyond like yeah what he took it to an (laughs) right like what he did is way less like it the crime didn't fit the punishment for that like (laughs) jesus christ we'll have to just get right in the spoilers if you haven't seen old boy what are you doing what What are you you doing doing? you gotta watch it to me it's one of the greatest movies ever made so you just have to please watch it um i can agree so (laughs) good without further ado spoilers for old boy 2003 not the shitty remake have you Um, seen that yet No, I haven't, and I I know I'm gonna be pissed off if I watch it. That's gotta be like a drunk night with a friend. Watch that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, because that that'll probably be the only thing that'll make it tolerable for you. Because you're just like, oh, they're ruining this scene. They're ruining that scene. I just can't believe. Yeah, it's gonna be just so disrespectful to the original. Like, uh, who needs a remake of that? But anyway, I guess yeah. When I say the crime doesn't fit the punishment for (laughs) Odesu, because all he did was spread a rumor yep. about Lee Woo Jin, about him and the fact that, like, you know, he uh, he got his sister pregnant, basically. That was, or, yeah, that was basically the lie that he spread to the point to where, I just thought this was kind of strange, to the point to where, like, because, you know, your mind is powerful and it can, like, convince yourself of things to where, like, Lee Woo Jin even said that his sister's belly started swelling and she stopped, like, having her period after that because she was so convinced she was pregnant when she wasn't uh and then just like how it made her like commit suicide and just like ruin their lives just because of one rumor which it's not completely false like he didn't get her pregnant but they were having some weird incest shit and who know who knows what else we didn't see on camera but yeah so <laughs> so yeah i mean odesu spread a rumor but then I don't know if that he took it a bit far with um his plan to fuck with Odesu. Yeah, his plan <laughs> went pre- very very beyond. Yeah, like it, it's and- not even just like the whole incest thing, but it's mm-hmm. also just like you know that plus locking up for fifteen years. Jesus, which Christ. he apparently exactly that i mean that alone is enough punishment like locking somebody up for 15 years in the same room and almost driving him crazy Mm. i mean basically driving him crazy i guess he had to lock him up for 15 years for his plan to work obviously because the daughter had to grow up to be a certain age to where he wouldn't recognize her and then this could all fall into place but man what a fucking elaborate plan it involved like hypnotism and just like drugging him and just like making sure these people are in the right place 
place at the right time and doing the exact when he was explaining the whole plan i just that's like when you're like holy fuck like all of this he went all out he just like it was just all laid out like he spent his whole life that's why i think this is such a cool villain too yeah is that um he just not only like how he planned all this shit out but the fact that like it consumed his whole life and he was like it was the only mission he had in life which is why after that he shot himself because he realized like okay he won he he broke odesu like he broke him to the point where he cut off his own tongue <laughs> yeah so, like i know that scene was that whole ending it just gets me like oh yeah the entire scene in his penthouse is unbelievable it's so good yeah it's it's fucking crazy to the point where I mean, when he's fighting that one guy, and then he, sh- then Lee Wujin shoots him in the head, and then Odesu cuts off his own tongue, and then he plays the tape of oh his. It's his just torture nonstop until the it end. It is. Like, it's Jesus. Exactly. It's just everybody just doing the worst shit. I just I love the just the way it, whole way it played out. I don't even know. Yeah, it just never um, bores me whatsoever. Uh, and a lot of people find it to be kind of confusing like the plot which i can understand but man that's why you need to just rewatch and rewatch and rewatch it because then it just all makes sense like because the first time i was i'm sure i was confused sure. i think i might have been the first but. time but this time around it was pretty clear to me but i, I would rewatch it again plenty of times for sure because it's just yeah. it's constantly entertaining it's interesting it the acting is incredibly good the cinematography is amazing yeah it's Ugh. just everything is just the writing every on point with everything i i Um, I got really like i i said like in my rewatch thing like i literally just wanted to like clap afterwards but it was like (laughs) um you know at the end when he's like talking to the like hypnotist woman Mm -hmm. in the snow oh yeah yeah and like they're like reading from that page and it like it brings back that quote from that guy on the building that was going to kill himself Mm, it's like mm -hmm, even though i'm no more than a monster don't i to have the right to live it's like putting that like right at the end i was like oh oh, man fuck (laughs) i know it's just fucking poetic it's just like perfect storytelling it just it brings it all full circle and i mean my favorite quote which I literally have on my wall right here. Uh, you can't read it from here, but that's an old boy picture. And it's, uh, it's laugh and the world laughs with you. Weep and you weep alone. I yeah. just think that's so fucking awesome. Uh, and just the, oh. There's so many this, good that, quotes. My, it's like such this, good writing. It is. It is. And like, I just love, because that quote pops up throughout the whole movie. And I, my favorite part about it, I think is, I, I think he says it at one point when he's walking out of, he, this is after the scene in the elevator to where he steals that woman's sunglasses. Yeah. And then that was after he talked the guy out of like, um, jumping off the roof or at least, you know, he was just, he didn't talk him out of it. He was just talking to him. No, he, and he sort of like made him do that in the end. Cause he pretty he much did, just yeah. like he told him his did. whole life story. And then he's like, okay, I'll tell you mine now. <laughs> And he's like, no, see ya. <laughs> he, just, he, does, he just gets up and walks away. Because, I mean, if I was locked up for 15 years, I'd be like, yeah, fuck everybody else's story. Yeah, I, just, I, don't I was locked up for 15 years. I just want revenge now. But just the moment after that when he walks down and then he's walking away and in the back you see him fall and crash into the car mm-hmm. like after he jumps off the roof and then Odesu starts laughing. Just that all, all brings it back to that laugh and the world laughs with you. Weep and you weep alone. Like, so he's done weeping. He's just, he's embraced. Like, I'm a monster on a certain for revenge and like you know it's just fuck 
incredible it's just incredible and we gotta talk about the uh, the hallway fight scene how can you not oh, talk course. about yes the hallway fight scene it's too good it's just one shot i mean maybe you picked this up but i i'm pretty sure they even said that they took inspiration from this but the fight scene in daredevil season one mm-hmm, yeah. um that hallway fight scene was they pretty much like took inspiration or homage to old boy because yeah. that was all one yeah. shot in a hallway and it wasn't with as many people but yeah just so it good. just looks amazing. It's just like, ah, uh, moments. There are moments that go a little. I love the movie so much, so I don't care. But like, to where you really, if you really think into it, you're like, how the fuck? This doesn't make any sense, but I don't care. It's like when he <laughs> opens the elevator and all of them are just standing there and they fall down and he's just standing there. It's it's so badass. It's badass. I don't Who even cares? care how he yeah. did that. Exactly. Yeah. And because this was adapted from a, a manga, like a graphic novel. So like, I'm sure all this was in there. It just works so well. I mean, I could talk about it forever. Incredible. Yeah, movie. it's <laughs> yeah. Easy 10. It's just got everything about his style that is the best. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's old boy. Um, <laughs> that's old boy. Go watch it. Watch it. Next one. It'd be Lady yeah, Vengeance, Yes, so next right? one. It would be Lady Vengeance, yeah. Which I thought the title was Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. I think it was at a time, and then they just it, changed it. It is, but they go between for some reason. I don't know. It's it's probably just like yeah. different regions. It's different names. Whatever this you want to call it. This was the one that I watched most recently. Well, I watched it today I... earlier. It would have been the last one I watched if I hadn't watched I'm a Cyborg. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad one to end on for you. But... Yeah. Oh, well. Um... <laughs> Oh man, yeah, this was, uh, I, I mean, I loved it. I know, I think you said you're kind of mixed on it. Yeah, I um, need to let it sit for a while, I think. I, I did like it. It's just, I think good. that the, I think the second half is a lot better than the first. I do agree, and, which is why I wasn't sure if this was a 10 for me, but like the more I thought about it, and I have a really bad habit of, this is like, I wish I could get rid of this habit, but whenever I'm watching a movie, I'll be watching the movie and I'm already thinking about what I would rate it, and I hate that <laughs> I do that. Yeah. But so there was like, the whole movie, I was kind of like fluctuating between like, eh, four and a half and like but by the ending which we'll get into later by the ending then i was like yeah this is a five even if the first half is slow which it kind of at times is slow and i don't really understand like where it's going like i said in my in my letterbox review i said this is the closest he came to recapturing like what i love about old boy i mean old boy is just on a whole nother fucking planet though like of its own quality (laughs) as opposed to the rest of his movies i just think that movie's untouchable but this is close enough for Mm. why i love old boy i don't know what to say about it really i think that (laughs) it's i really hate saying this about park chan because i really do like a lot about him but this one felt a little style over substance occasionally mostly in the first half what exactly i guess really gave you that that vibe like Uh, style over substance I think it's just some of the um, way that some scenes are structured and there are occasional moments where it's like, why is this in there? I I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just like really sort of awkward type moments that I didn't really get why they were there. I I, I have to say, I find the Australia scene embarrassing. Oh, I was wondering what you would think about that because like, I didn't know that there was like Australian uh, people. Yeah, I didn't expect that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't expect that either. Um, But but only because like... not spoiling it yet, but yeah. Yeah, no. Um... But it's just like, there's this one moment, like, you know, they're talking with her for a while and she's getting drunk and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And was that the embarrassing part? Just them like being drunk and stupid? It was just this one (laughs) like bit, you know, you know how like after she's the daughter is like begging, you know, like, you know, let me come to Seoul. She's like screaming about it over and over. And then it just like cuts to her, like holding a knife against herself. Yeah. And then like... 
you you see like the parents reaction to it i I was like looking at the dad's face and it was the weirdest face ever and i was just like this oh, looks like it's just moms and i thought that was the weirdest they're face both ever, pretty both fucking weird. goofy yeah they're both just going no. like like that i, I was know like, what, the I'm, I'm, <laughs> what is that <laughs> It was weird. The mom was just like, <gasps> yeah. And I was just like, I know. That was the one moment in the movie where I'm like, I don't know why they're doing that. I thought the editing choice was kind of funny, but like it made no sense either. Like, yeah. You know how you're, you, it, that's a typical like editing joke to where like, you know, you go from one thing completely cut to like that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I kind of found it like, I, I find this movie to have a lot of kind of goofy moments. And to be honest, like, the part to where she um like flips the tofu plate over and puts on sunglasses and just says go screw yourself that like <laughs> that, was cool. that just sets the tone for yeah. me about the movie it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek at times so i kind of chalk moments up to that similar to that to where yeah. like yeah it's it's not quite as serious as like sympathy for mr vengeance or anything but you know it's it's gonna have its little weird quirky goofy moments i guess even though it is a serious story yeah. it gets way more fucking serious at the end for sure but yeah i think that's why um, i liked it more but yeah I mean, it, up until that mm-hmm. point it was a bit muddled for me but it's still good it's just i i really i don't think that there will be a time that this is like not my least favorite of the vengeance trilogy Mm. it's just mm-hmm. and that's fair i mean yeah just because old boy is so good and sympathy for mr <laughs> vengeance right now for me yeah. is so fucking brilliant like but yeah, lady vengeance fair, is I mean, like, like good mm-hmm. still yeah it's definitely a good like the the trilogy as a whole is great i mm. mean you can't deny that and that's what he's a lot of people probably hold those three movies above almost anything else he's done i guess besides handmaiden but i don't know i mean i i like the themes between all these movies like the theme of obviously vengeance the fact that nobody is perfect that is a theme without throughout all of these three movies what i do like um i because it gradually builds towards the end and it gets better and better i'm sure you would agree like yeah yeah um, absolutely. towards the end but i and what really like kind of gives you also that feeling is the fact that i don't i didn't even notice it happening before my eyes but the fact that the film just desaturates mm. slowly throughout the end to where like i think the more and more characters do bad things it's them like losing their humanity which yeah. is why it goes black and white i um, love we'll that have to... i did love that i know that was that was brilliant to me that was like brilliant because i didn't even just notice like it, it until the end i was like is like there something wrong with my tv well. it did yeah, yeah. but I, it, got, it was so like seamless that like and by the end i was it caught me off so off guard because i didn't even realize it happening that i literally like checked my tv like picture <laughs> settings because i thought that something was wrong but like i was like no that's part of the storytelling but might as well just touch on like spoilers mainly the ending i want to talk about yeah okay spoilers for lady vengeance i was about to say sympathy for lady vengeance but whatever it is Uh, whatever the ending uh it that that's what solidified for me as a five is i just (laughs) i loved seeing like the idea of because it could have been so simple for them to just like her to just have him tied up and shoot him in the head and then that be her getting her vengeance but finding all the tapes of all the kids that this guy kidnapped and that was a hard scene to watch that, that was, was a hard could you imagine scene being to watch the... <laughs> it was and like could you imagine being in the parents shoes like Ugh. they're all i love how she got all these people together she just sat him down and was like you just have to watch this yeah. and it because these are real i'm sure these are all good 
like good-hearted people but it like turns them into almost you know basically torturers based on what the fuck this monster did it's just i love the idea of like you know turning a good person like seeing how far a good person can be pushed that's like a theme i love in movies so that's why it solidified me as a five for me just seeing them all like sat down and like with all their different weapons like just waiting in line i was like this is real i've never seen this in a movie so this is great that was one bit of comedy that really worked for me as well was when like that woman next to that guy is like you know is that like baton gonna be enough and he's like attaches an axe to it like yeah i think it'll be enough I I, like, I knew yeah. that that was exactly what I knew you were gonna say. Yeah, it's that so scene. Good. I laughed out loud. I was like, "Me too." This is a really fucked up situation, but like that was hilarious. <laughs> What's he gonna do with that fucking axe? Oh my god! And then <laughs> he like comes I'm in surprised. like fucking swinging, and like people have to stop him. He's like, <laughs> no, "Yeah, he no. just comes in like full charge." Like, oh my god! But I I'm surprised that the guy lived to see the last person in line I, th- I thought he would like bleed out by the fucking time that like halfway through the line but yeah jesus yeah it was just the ending for sure was the strongest moment mm-hmm. um and yeah just that whole ending with all the parents and how they took a picture afterwards at first i thought like them taking a picture was just like i didn't know why they did that but then i realized they did that so that none of them could turn each other in or incriminate themselves like they're without making themselves guilty so like i thought that was really clever too. i don't i don't think i would um, really if i were in that situation i don't think i would really feel guilt about it at all i would just be like mm-hmm. nah fuck this guy oh no yeah what really like yeah, there's no, i mean this is something you yeah. brought up a, a bit earlier as well like just the whole thing about you know no one's perfect in like the trilogy but like <laughs> yeah. when he like literally says that to the like old woman that's about to kill him right as he's about to die like that's like the last thing he says he's like well ma'am no one's perfect and it's like <laughs> you raped and killed kids and you're exactly. saying that to this person holy shit exactly yeah like the balls on this guy i was like fuck you man fuck you right get out of here like yeah i mean he knew he was gonna die i guess like yeah. he wasn't because like, if you're trying to talk your way out of it that is not what you would say to like the family of you know a kid that you he wasn't trying to talk to, his so. way out of it he knew his no he was gonna die. yeah he knew he was fucked uh and i guess that's another thing apart from even just the story another reason i liked the movie so much was that besides even just like the editing and the use of soundtrack and all that was how it used so much of the same cast as old boy like i didn't yeah, even know yeah. that the guy that played ode sue played old boy was the main bad guy of the movie i didn't even know he was in the movie so when he popped up i was like so happy <laughs> and then i realized what character he was and i was like damn i, I did know that but, he was in the movie beforehand unfortunately but i, I probably would have been like wow if i if i didn't yeah know. it was just kind of cool though because like throughout the movie then a character or an actor that was in old boy which I haven't seen them in hardly anything else, they would pop up. It was almost like a just a cool cameo mm. or like a cool nod to that. And he uses like, wow, so many of the same cool. actors and it's I like love the Park it. Park Chan-wook universe. But even in yeah. Thirst, I'm a Cyborg, there's like a lot of the same like side people as well. Yeah, you'll recognize yeah. a lot of people in like all his films. Mm-hmm. One that I did love was um, the two assassins being played by like the main two in Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Like it was mm. it was Song Kang-ho, like the father in Sympathy oh, yeah. and the um, yeah. deaf guy. And I was like these two yeah. assassins just try to kill lady vengeance i'm like <laughs> yes <laughs> i know cool. 
It's awesome. It's just like a whole ensemble. Yeah, it's great. Like all the people that he's kind of used, and uh, which it makes sense to have that as is like in his third movie. You know, it's like kind of a closing to the trilogy. Brings like brings almost all of them back, and I thought yeah. that was cool. It is yeah, a movie that overall, I really just, like. I really like yeah. it. I just I want to like it more, so I think I might need to maybe rewatch or just let it sit for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. But it is and very that's good. exactly how I felt about Mister Vengeance. So mm. I'm sure that would change for both of us if we rewatch those. But true yeah i just didn't know what to expect with this one yeah yeah i did Um, just want to say before we move on um there's like a few things that i noticed because i watched the whole trilogy today and there's a few things mm -hmm. that i noticed that are like running sort of things that are in there you know the scene in old boy where she's talking about like the ants and there's the ant on the train and stuff yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um there's like a part in sympathy for mr vengeance where they're like he's having sex with his girlfriend and she's talking about like a bunch of different things about how ants can like predict earthquakes and stuff like that oh so there's like a running theme with ants i guess there's also there's also one point in lady vengeance where she mentions justifying kidnapping basically and that's like a whole thing Mm. that they talk about in the in sympathy for mr vengeance they're like you know does this make us bad kidnappers if we're just doing this for a good reason? And they bring mm-hmm. that back in Lady Vengeance. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I never even like thought to connect the dots between these movies. There's a lot of running themes. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's actually, that makes it more. Now I can see why they call it a trilogy. I thought that fans just randomly called it a trilogy because it dealt with vengeance. But no, it makes sense. It feels like a cohesive thing. Yeah. It's a lot it's of the that. same themes and stuff. Yeah. There's, um... There's also, like, one bit that I noticed. I don't know if it's, like, a connection or whatever, but I did notice it. You know how um, Odesu also get, always gets, like, gassed in his room? Yeah. Yeah, that happened at the end of Lady Vengeance. The um, the daughter, she's, like, in her room with the, like, Australian couple and, like, gas starts oh, yeah. coming in the door. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, it was just one shot, <laughs> but I was just like, eh? Oh, God, yeah. So that's really I strange. See, wow. Didn't even, like, think in, about that, but that's true. Yeah, we, huh. we could analyze these films all day. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No, they're they're much deeper than we probably even realize. Like, we're probably scratching the surface. Yeah. Uh, I just love him so much. Like, Park Chan-wook knows what's up. And the last <laughs> one. knows what's up. The last one that I noticed, and it's like, it's sort of like a small <laughs> thing, I guess, but it's, you know, something nonetheless. In all of the movies, somebody gets tied up and tortured. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is true. God, so, like, the, the teeth scene in Old Boy, and yeah. the first one, like, how Song Kang-ho hooks that guy's girlfriend up to a car battery. And what was the... And the Lady Vengeance had the, uh... I guess, yeah, obviously the ending. Yeah, the yeah, ending. Where yeah. he was tied up. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. Wow. It's a crazy trilogy. I yeah. Just... It is a crazy... It's one of the most, like, brutal trilogies ever, like, yeah. you'll ever watch. Can be really sickening. Uh, it can be yeah it's interesting because it goes from like kind of heaviest to like lightest like lady vengeance it's definitely heavy at the end but it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek for like the first half like i said i mean i don't know it's a great trilogy if we meet up again we should do a rewatch of this whole trilogy that'd be fun sure (laughs) oh yeah all right what are we moving on to there's two left right two yeah there's only two so this one's kind of a it just feels out of place with his movies but I, i think we both liked it that's stoker yeah it's his Um, only english language one right just yeah really like i i was surprised when i saw this was directed by park chan wook and that's the only reason i watched it i probably never would have randomly watched this movie if it wasn't directed by him and this is honestly another one that it's similar to mr vengeance it's such a blur that when you mention scenes i'll probably be like oh yeah i need yeah i watched it like two days ago or something it's good i think it's very good it's not Mm -hmm. like among my favorites or anything i don't think i don't absolutely love it but it's 
good. It is certainly good, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, Nicole Kidman, I thought her performance was great. Everyone's performance was great. For yeah, sure. I loved Mia Wasikowska. I think that's how you say it. But, like, oh, the main she actress. needs to be in yeah. more, seriously. Like, this made yeah, me actually like her quite a lot. I didn't know she was in uh, Devil All the Time. I didn't know that. Yeah, in, like, one fucking scene. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And she plays Alice in, like, the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. That's what I know her from, I guess, apart from this. Oh, and you haven't seen the movie The Double, I don't think? No, not yet. Man, she's, like, yeah, she's, like, the main actress in that. She's great in that. But anyway, uh, fuck, what else? Like, about, I don't even remember. You're gonna have to refresh my memory on a lot of this, because it's just a blur. I don't know why. Do you remember what yeah. it's about or anything? <laughs> Hardly. I remember like this uncle comes in, right? Yeah, it's and like he's a shady kind of character. The main main, main mm-hmm. character, her dad dies. India. Yeah, India. Name, yeah, yeah. Her dad dies, and then um, the uncle that she never knew about or whatever comes to the funeral, and then ends up staying with them for a while, and then they and then... <laughs> plot ensues. Yeah, yeah, they do shit, and it's wacky. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit yeah the um, the dude who plays the young okay. hand solo is in this movie as well alden ironreich really is that how you say it i think that's his name alden iron oh, fuck because i uh, i remember when i was like reviewing that movie yeah. like i said his name was like ehrenreich or something like that i was so confused <laughs> that sounds like, how German. The fuck do you no, say no. that ironreich i think it's just alden ironreich yeah so not ehrenreich uh, but i've totally forgot he was in the fucking movie oh my gosh yet again i want to rewatch this amongst mr vengeance for sure yeah great movie i gave it a four out of five i just i thought the i think you mentioned the editing did you mention oh yeah the editing was fantastic that was it was great and the score and the sound design oh my god yeah technically the movie's like amazing uh i think the only reason that i it's a blur to me i think the pacing was probably just a bit slow for me i i just probably wasn't fully invested in the story yeah it definitely Um, could be at times yeah yeah so i think that's kind of what for me muddled it down a bit and like made me not remember it as well i uh, I mean i like the ending i like the ending oh the ending's great (laughs) (laughs) it's really like cool yeah yeah (laughs) i like how it sort Um, of it opened with that like part of that scene or whatever and then like it happens again at the end and you're like oh okay mm. that was that, that's what was going on there <laughs> jesus yeah i i like that yeah. i love like i don't know why but i love like the shot of her just like looking at the police guy and like the reflection in his sunglasses it's so cool uh-huh yeah it is like that's awesome like and that's the thing i could imagine a lot of people calling this movie style over substance but no, I mean, it probably has its substance, too. I just don't remember it. I think it um. does have... It's it's definitely substantive, but it's... It, it can occasionally feel that way, but I, I don't know if it's just because it's, like, him making a movie that's not Korean. But it, it does feel, like, slightly basic at times. Just because, like, you know, it's, yeah. like, a sort of basic enough thriller that's, like, easy to follow. There's not, like, that many, like, big, crazy themes that you like with park chan wook's movies usually mm-hmm. it's just sort mm-hmm. of like this is the plot this is how it goes you right. don't have to gather that much else from it like that's why mm-hmm. it was a not like an amazing movie to me but it was still good right yeah i would agree with that it feels very like simple for him yeah like, he's usually all like super complex and like big ideas and like weird storytelling and yeah you know timeline that goes all over the place but yeah for this and the way it unravels at the end it's just sort of like you know wow big twist moment and i was like uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> cool yeah yeah it's definitely like 
it's a lot toned down for him. It's very toned down in a lot of ways to where you wouldn't even probably know he directed it if mm. you didn't like know beforehand. But like when I'm watching a Park Chan-wook movie, like if I didn't know it was directed by him, I would be watching it and I would, I would know if it's him because his style is that obvious. But yeah. if I was watching this and I didn't know, then I don't think I would. Like that's the thing. That's why it feels like the yeah, black exactly. sheep of his whole filmography. But either way, it's still a great movie. I enjoyed it, and uh, I think it's mainly the performances that did it for me. The performances and the editing and score. But Same. it could have been for better. Me, written. Was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like for me, everything except the story. The story is the only thing I I would need to rewatch it to really appreciate more. But everything else. Yeah, it was up to up to par for him. That's Stoker. And that that's Stoker. Last one, his most recent one, uh, decision to leave. Woo! I yeah. This was my no my this is my third watch of his movies. I thought it was second, but that was first. Mm. But I watched it over Discord with Julia, so we were both reacting to it. I um mm-hmm. I just keep thinking about it. I I can't stop thinking about it. I know. At the same time, it's like there are so many things about it that I really want to try and understand and I want to rewatch this. Like this feels like a sort of maybe old boy oh, sympathy yeah. for Mr. Vengeance type situation where I just want to rewatch it and get, gather things from it. No, I'm in the same exact boat. Yeah. Like it's a big movie. Like it's over 2 hours. It's like two hours what 10 minutes 20 minutes Mm. yeah it's almost two and a half hours there's so much to unpack there is a lot to unpack and like to where and like i said i mean it's not an issue but like to where his stories they gradually get more and more not convoluted but just complex to where i'm like okay i gotta like back up a bit i gotta rewatch some scenes what's happening like (laughs) what why are they doing this like glad he really tried with this movie it seemed like he really really tried yeah i mean it feels like a i guess uh not a return to form because like handmaiden is very similar to this too so Uh he's always had this style but to me i'm not gonna lie the only thing i give it a four and a half out of five so like i loved it i really did but the only thing that it's this to me the story is kind of basic like okay investigating a death oh he he suspects the the wife i mean that's and then yeah like the plot gets more mysterious and stuff i think it's just a good like park chan wook type spin on like a police mystery type movie but it's also like a mm-hmm. romance type thing as well exactly <laughs> exactly that's true like i didn't expect it to be a romance i from the description i just thought it to be yeah it's a lot of things uh, in crime one, investigation but no it's yeah it's a lot I, I do have to say that i think like i don't know if this will change but like it's a, at the very least top three best shot of his movies it's shot so yeah, I fucking agree. well i would agree oh yeah. my god i was just um, like wrapped up in all of it and my this is something that i i also wanted to bring up about like just his films in general something that stayed so consistently great with him is his transitions between scenes yeah like oh, fuck yeah. in this yeah. one like oh my god <laughs> yeah it's so good like yeah the technically the movie's it looks great yeah it's just amazing oh, like just the awesome. end like there's a scene and we'll, maybe we'll get into it if we get into spoilers but um where him and that him and the main uh woman of the movie they're like towards the edge of like this like drop off and it's dark and it's snowing yeah that scene alone where it was just they were out in the dark and it was snowing and like the movie just looked so beautiful yeah. i don't know why okay. it just looks so clean and just so like yeah perfect so um yeah, yeah there's so many shots like that that were just yeah. amazing and i and love like, the main actor's again, performance the main actor carried it like in some moments oh, as well yeah. like he's so good yeah. he was he's a great character he was great 
he was in uh, Memories for Murder, where he actually played a bad guy. So that's why like the role uh-huh. was flipped, and he played the the police in this one. But that was a Bong Joon Ho movie. So yeah. But anyway, yeah, he was great. I've been listening to that. You know that song that plays throughout the movie that missed by me too. Whoever I, I started replaying <laughs> yeah. that. I've just been listening to it. It's such repeat. a good song. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Park Chan Wook just knows how to use music too. Like he just really does. Yeah, whether it's like made for the movie or like music that's mm-hmm. used outside of it, it's like yeah. it's always just so well done. Yeah, it just has everything like about a Park Chan Wook movie that I do like. Uh, to me, the only thing that probably is keeping it from being yet again a perfect movie is just kind of just kind of the story. It, it didn't fully interest me, but like everything else for sure it was interesting me so i really do just feel like um, it's a movie where i'll like it more the more i rewatch it for sure yeah but I even would... now i love it like a lot about it at <laughs> least i don't completely yeah. unconditionally love it but you know i can maybe <laughs> get to that point who knows no same here I-, I loved it as well but um it definitely could use a rewatch to like put together the pieces of the story better for me because it is like stories like this you're bound to like i'm bound to miss details it's just it's complex it's very packed um it is do you want to get into some spoilers i'm trying to think of a scene <laughs> like for <laughs> what i would talk about but i guess yeah okay spoilers for decision to leave well i mean the initial I, I, to... like the initial like twist of her like actually killing her husband right that yeah. whole like sequence where like he investigates it all and she pushes him off the cliff and shit that was something where i was like oh wow okay like i didn't think that that would be the case and then i was like well this must be like towards the end of the movie and then i checked the runtime i'm like oh what? exactly <laughs> like, that's <laughs> also shit. what i thought too because that was like barely halfway through the movie probably right yeah it was like an hour and like maybe 10 20 minutes or something like that i was like yeah that can't so, be much longer and then i, I was like I there's did. like another hour and like 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i know that's uh i think that's what i also did i checked their own time and that's why i it does make the uh the plot a bit more complex the fact that he like basically falls in love with her so like he's conflicted and it, the fact that um she not only killed her husband but hasn't she been doing this to like other people as well basically or like she's been what was the deal no um <laughs> fuck i'm trying to I'm trying remember to now too you've confused oh, me it with just, that it one gets so like yeah <laughs> there's a lot of details i feel like we just got to rewatch it's, it and then come back I to know, it all the time yeah i sometimes my first reaction or my first viewing i just it's a little too much to take in for me mm. like i'm too focused on other things but even then it's like it's uh, you know it's just one of those movies i think where it is very very detailed mm-hmm. i wouldn't be like this with every movie but this one absolutely yeah. no for sure yeah i mean a memorable moment for me was definitely the ending obviously yeah yeah uh where he's looking for her <laughs> he was basically standing like right in the area that she did drown and i was like right there it's right <laughs> yeah. you know the the water pushed all the sand in and that yeah, that was a it was a good ending for sure i just i uh, loved a lot about it but i do really want to rewatch it so me too that same with all of his movies there's just there is so much to unpack that it's not just a basic linear movie that i can watch like and just grasp my first time a lot of his movies take a few watches so I, the, the only ones that i feel like i really want to rewatch and get to love more is decision to leave and lady vengeance i i think yeah. lady vengeance is a less complex film but decision it to is, leave is yeah, like complex there's so many things moving in that movie and i just <laughs> i need to watch it again yeah there is a lot of things to to pay attention to and I, I i would totally rewatch it down the road as well but for me my priority is definitely mr vengeance i want to rewatch still 
Stoker at some point and joint security area and then get to the other stuff I haven't seen. Yeah, but like I said, even Handmaiden, I've seen that twice and I still can't wrap my head around everything in that movie. It's just, to me, that you're totally going to have to have a couple <laughs> watches with that. Trust me, because I'm like, what the fuck? Well, that's one Anyways. of his most like popular though so and so i thought it was gonna be but it's definitely not a simple or like straightforward story whatsoever uh, like it jumps around it follows different characters motivations change i'm like what the fuck Either it feels way, like with his last um, few movies he's gotten like less fucked up though yeah that's i mean less oh less fucked up i guess yeah from the vengeance yeah. trilogy if that's what you mean, yeah. Yeah, because this movie isn't really... It doesn't have, like, a lot of crazy, brutal action, I wouldn't say. No. It has, like, you know, gore, gory shit in, like, the crime scenes, but that's about it. Mm. That's what I like about him, is that he knows when to use it based on the story. Like, the Vengeance trilogy needs all of that brutal violence, because that's the point. Yes, it does. Yes, it, it does. And then, for, yeah. And then Decision to Leave, like, obviously, just, you know, save it for those scenes that really need it. So, he never overdoes it. He never underdoes it he always like hits the mark pretty much all the time so pretty much just wants to do what's necessary for the story and that's why i appreciate him a lot same here he's becoming a favorite as of right now i really <laughs> love what i've seen so far except for thirst yeah. and cyborg but yeah right <laughs> yeah i still and yeah same here for me i still have to see i have yet to see a movie that's under a four out of five so i love what he's done um great director wonder should we get into rankings yeah we can rank it just before i sorry just before i get to that there was like other stuff that i just wrote down and i just like said like wrote what was a constant through his films mm. basically and like i said the mm -hmm. transitions thing like transitions are always just so well done but he has more feet than tarantino does really i'm I sure didn't of it notice that he has so <laughs> much like it's fucking crazy well maybe he does but like the reason i don't notice is because tarantino like focuses in on it non-stop mm. i don't i haven't noticed with park chan wook well he's done quite no, a he lot does uh, i don't know it's a director trademark that, that's but... that's all <laughs> i guess so and um Ugh, the only other thing out. you know the other thing that i noticed is very strong women very mm. strong female yeah. characters like true. pretty much in all of them like they're all just mm -hmm. great strong female characters and just very like complicated yeah characters like that no one's in i mean especially in some movies more than others but like nobody's completely good and nobody's completely bad to where you can kind of see where everybody's coming from so that's why it makes you conflicted on a lot of things so that's what i love the yeah. most about his movies all right let's rank them. well yeah so uh do you want to hit your seven you can take a guess what then... it is <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah i can take a guess uh, old boy, no, I don't know. <laughs> Motherfucker. If it was old boy, I think I'd throw myself out of this window in front of me. <laughs> this like, episode would be called man. Quinn Quits. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. Yeah. I don't like it very much. Um, mm -hmm. That's one where I really just can't see myself liking it in the future. Maybe I could see myself appreciating things about it. I do think that the themes that are running in there are strong, but they are so miscommunicated and the movie is just it just ends up being a goofy mess, I think. Yeah. I wish I liked it more, but that's my least favorite. So And my number seven, and yet again, like I said, my lowest rated film from him is a four out of five. So like I still like this movie quite a bit, but 
it does need a rewatch and that is stoker Mm -hmm. it just it feels like the black sheep of his filmography like i said like it's the only one that even though the editing and all that is great it's the only one that doesn't give me like the park chanwook feel whether it's with the themes and the story or the characters all that it just just kind of feels out of place or like but then i don't know if that's being fair because like if i just remove the fact that like he directed it and just view it for the movie it is i mean that's what matters i shouldn't be viewing it just as like well this doesn't feel like a park chan book movie but it doesn't so well, at the very least uh, it's still good yeah it's still good for sure still a four out of five which maybe that's the only one that's kind of being generous because i was between a three and a half and a four so i need to rewatch it but yeah that's my seventh my sixth is thirst that was hard to say <laughs> yeah it's um <laughs> It's just a bit of a mess. It's a bit overlong. The pacing is, like, horrendous in the midsection, I think. Song Kang-ho is good. Fun to watch as a vampire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta see that. Yeah, that'd yeah. be funny. It's, it's good for those kind of moments, and I do like the last, like, 40 minutes, like I said. I think that's when it gets really interesting, but up until that point, it's just like, come on. So, yeah. <laughs> well, my number six, and I know that... You, I, I know that you won't agree with this placement at all, but that's because I need to rewatch it. I really need to rewatch it, and it would probably jump a few spots. But I do have sympathy for Mr. Vengeance at number six because eh, it's just it was so much to unpack, and like yeah. I think I'm not gonna lie, I think I went into that movie expecting old boy level of quality because I was like it was my second of the trilogy to watch, and I was like, man, if this is part of the same trilogy as Old Boy, like I'm gonna hold it to that standard. And, I shouldn't have done that because like nothing will ever top old boy for me so yeah great movie maybe just some of the pacing and stuff but that could totally change on rewatch so as of now it's number six i do definitely but... think you'll like it more on a rewatch oh yeah like i, I was I'm watching sure it and i'm like like quinn would fucking love this surely <laughs> And I, sh- I know I'm going to. I just know I will. I just, it takes a couple watches with this movies, like we said. Yeah, true. Well, my number five is Stoker. It's good. The editing is great. Techn- everything technically and the acting is wonderful, but it's just, yeah, some of the writing is a bit lackluster because it does feel very basic. You know, that's not what I want when I go to Park Chan-wook, so... <laughs> exactly (laughs) but it's still it's still good in parts and it has a lot of really great qualities about it so yeah i like it just not amazing to me right now my number five is joint security area great mystery great movie also needs a rewatch great debut like holy shit if this is his feature film debut whatever yeah it's a great one so definitely recommend to anybody out there that hasn't seen it it's one of his lesser talked about ones but i think it's totally up there in quality with like a lot of his others so yeah that's my number five number four is lady vengeance i think i've said all i need to say really it's just (laughs) yeah it needs another watch maybe i think that the first half is a lot worse than the second but i think if i you know considered everything that i know about it now and went in with a rewatch, then maybe I would appreciate some of the things in the first half, and it would go up on a on a score. For now, eh, it's all right. It's good. Yeah. There's well, a lot of great things about fair. it. I did like but it overall. As long as you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And my number four is The Handmaiden. There was a time to where this was my number two, but that's before I watched you know a couple others from him but it needs a freaking third watch because like this thing is so complicated it's to me it's his most complex story i really think it is and it just gets more and more complicated as it goes along and like i don't see how anybody can fully grasp it their first time unless they're just so focused in it has all the qualities of a part chan movie like the editing the soundtrack the characters 
I feel like it's maybe a bit too long. It's an hour 45, or not an hour 45. It's an hour, <laughs> that's not long. Um, it's 145 <laughs> minutes, yeah. so it's like two and a half hours. I was going to say, um, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, that's a long movie, hour 45. No. Damn. But yeah, overall, it's just a lot to take in. But it is, I can see why people might say it's his best but i mean i'm sorry i can't put anything over old boy i just can't that's my number four my number three is decision to leave i really 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 loved it but i I think a lot of the reason i love it is because i want to know more about it i love movies like that where it just intrigues you and you just want to know more you want to research things about it and understand it more that's the sign of a great movie for me so Mm -hmm. decision to leave is fantastic i think number three for now for sure my number three is also a decision to leave wait yeah nice yeah i i mean just exactly what you said that's Mm. how i would put it too it could use another rewatch even though i loved it my first time as well it's uh i'm surprised that yeah i guess i put it in the top three maybe that's a bit high after i rewatched mr vengeance and like handmaiden but as of now it is a very very well made movie and just I can't wait to rewatch it again. So, oh god, this is where I'm. I'm like, hmm. I, I wonder <laughs> what you're gonna do here. Oh boy. Uh, gonna do a go thing. Ahead. Oh no, no. My okay, go, two. go for it. I'm sorry, Quinn. What? It's sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, bitch. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Holy shit. I got you. Got you with the old switcheroo. <laughs> yeah. I really wasn't sure. But I was, I have to say that, like, after I watched it, I was really thinking about it, and I was like, do I like this more than Old Boy? But No, yeah. Yeah, like, I can't wait till you rewatch it, because I I just know that you'll find so many amazing things about it, but... Oh, I will. Yeah, it just blew me away, like, everything Mm. about it. It just kept moving at, like, such a good pace. Things kept getting more and more interesting as they went on. A lot of the themes in there were just so fucked up, and some of the scenes were just (laughs) like, oh my god, they really stick with you. And Mm -hmm. it's so well shot, it's incredibly well acted, I just loved everything about it. Very, very close to number one, but not quite. Dude, I could totally see it jumping up, uh, like, several spots for me on rewatch. I really hope like, it does, yeah. Totally could. Um, for me, my number two, Lady Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's uh, it's just the closest I got to that old boy feeling, just from all the... It has very similar qualities from the, the story to the... Just the soundtrack, the cast, the editing, the just some of the sequences like i loved it it took me a long time to get to it because like this was a big movie from him that like a lot of people have seen and i it just took me a while but that's the only other five out of five i have for him right now but that could totally change uh yeah our Uh, number one let's say on the count of three (laughs) one two three oh Oh, boy boy. (laughs) (laughs) who knew one of the best fucking movies we're such such basic bitches like this is just Dude, I know, but that's, it's, like we've said before, there's a reason that things are the most popular, and that's sometimes because they are just truly the best, and like, yeah, this is probably what, like, introduced a lot of people to Park Chan-wook. I think it's his most accessible movie, his most engaging, and it just has all of his best qualities to the fucking max. I will actually say, though, I agree with most of that, but I think, honestly, the most, like, if you're going by, like, just the general majority, I think the most accessible is actually probably Stoker. That's true. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, For like, American audiences, for sure. Yeah, as a story, like, Old Boy is, like, it's engaging as hell. Like, it moves at a good pace. It's a movie that, like, a lot of people would be intrigued by if they, like, gave the time mm-hmm. to it. It's the only movie of his, and honestly, one of the only movies 
one of the movies in general like out of all the movies i've seen to where it makes me it has made me feel every emotion at some point Mm. whether it's like the beginning where i'm laughing or like the end where i'm like i get literally i get chills like goosebumps from the ending when he's talking I did this to time the around hypnotist. Yeah. yeah where he's talking to the hypnotist in the woods and like where he's the end where he's like smiling but then he starts almost like weeping and you're like does he remember does he know what is going on because that and i love how it ends ambiguously and yeah, it's just it, just, it makes me so it's a perfect. roller coaster of emotions yes, yeah yes and so fuck like it's just it's a perfect movie it's in my top three of all time and it always will be i just know it will so yeah you should dress up as odesu that would be so cool <laughs> dude i oh my god if i could just find those glasses and get a suit like that and then a wig oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah hell yeah he's just such a cool character he's just so fucking badass just because i'm scenes are coming to mind but the only scene i want to talk about the scene where i knew he was really badass was like when he's uh he gets out of jail or he gets out of his where he was you know and he comes across those that group of like thugs on <laughs> yes. the street and like he's like does does uh 13 years of television or confinement like teach you how to fight and then you know and then he's like and then he just starts fighting them <laughs> and he's like i guess it does oh yeah. it's fucking so good. hell thank you anyway Park that's <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you Park Chan-wook, one of the best directors seriously yeah he's great well we do have quite a bit of questions to get into so we should probably get to those do the thing do it oh oh, yeah (gasps) listener questions old child sport underscore (laughs) yeah i don't know who he is but what's your favorite movie where a juggler is struggling but it goes wrong i have no idea where do you come up with these questions? That's what I want to know. I don't even know if he listens to the podcast or anything, but I go on like his Twitch streams. He's like a friend of Keelan's, like I've said. Mm. Film Forager, she asks, if you were a character in one of his movies, what type of character do you think you'd be? Or I guess which character? We could change it to that too. Like what character would you relate to the most, I guess? I'll just put it that way. It's basically... Or who would be the most fun to play? Oh, the most fun to play? I guess who I'd want to. I'd want to play old boy then, <laughs> apart from some of the weird aspects of that story. The fighting parts. I want to be <laughs> old boy, 100%. Because a lot of his characters are like tragic characters. I don't want to be the character from Mr. Vengeance. There's a lot of just tragic characters. And old boy is actually probably the most tragic of them all. So yeah. I don't know why I would choose him. But he's just too cool mm-hmm. to not choose. He's very cool. I, I don't know who's the most like, you know, non-tragic character, I guess. But the, the main guy in Decision to Leave, he's not so yeah, tragic. No, not too much. Yeah. I mean, the ending is pretty sad, but um, he can recover from that. Yeah, yeah, I think. But like some of these characters, there's just no coming back. I don't know. A lot, of, a lot of his characters are just yeah. That question is kind of hard to know the answer to. Like I don't know what to say to mm-hmm. that. Sorry, Chandra. I, I would just pick <laughs> old boy. Yeah, <laughs> good question, but it's hard with his characters. I'll play the guy with the like fake hand in old boy. <laughs> Dude, that character gets fucking tortured left and right. <laughs> yeah. He loses his like his teeth, and then he loses his hand. But he ends up Why looking so cool, though. I know, but he went through like the most brutal like punishment. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll be the like whitehead uh, guy that like fights beside the villain. Him? He gets stabbed in the ear and goes deaf, and then gets <laughs> shot in the head. <laughs> what the spoilers for old boy? <laughs> oh, oh! I thought we well we kind of spoiled it before anyway. So like they if they made it this far, oops. I guess. <laughs> Next question. 
thoughts on his use of violence yeah getting high watch movies well i mean i think we touched on it already sort of didn't we yeah we pretty much did he yeah. just he knows when to use it yeah he, and does. he uses it well he does use it very well i think that's all i could really say about it also from the next two questions are all from him getting high watch movies but yeah that's or get high watch movies best film of the vengeance trilogy we already talked about that. <laughs> it's old <laughs> boy it goes without saying old boy yeah for me it's uh, old boy and... sympathy and then lady vengeance but for you it's old boy lady and then sympathy hmm. well his next question kind of relates extremely similarly to somebody else's question but thoughts on the fact that none of his films have ever received a single oscar nomination that's fucking crazy i'm not surprised oscars yeah i don't know why though like i'm trying to think of why like are they too uh out there they're too yeah they're too out there they're too like harsh and like edgy i'm actually surprised i guess i I am surprised this year though because like considering how much like they paid to like south korea for like you know parasite and all that stuff like it seems like they're trying to i i don't know if it's for better or worse but they're trying to be more like inclusive i guess with mm-hmm. like different countries mm-hmm. and stuff so i'm surprised that decision to leave got nothing i know that's just baffling like at the very like, least cinematography fact, like fuck man right and the fact that it's like it is one of his most toned down movies there's no weird incest there's no extreme <laughs> violence there's no whatever like a lot of his other movies have maybe had i just don't get it yeah, I didn't get it either. And a similar question from Movies in a Pod Shell. He asked, why is Park not recognized by the Oscars? Zero for Old Boy, The Handmaiden, and the t- Decision to Leave. And I guess all the others, I mean, while we're at it. But yeah, we just kind of talked about it. It's, it's, it's just too out there. I don't know, the Oscars like safe movies, you know? So his movies are not safe. But this is the same all. thing that I always bring up as well. It's like, why do you care about the Oscars? Right. Just enjoy I mean, the movie. That, even apart from the fact, though, that like the Oscars don't really matter to us, but they matter whether we like it or not, they matter like culturally or like among the masses. Because like there are people that watch the Oscars, you know, they probably get introduced to a lot of movies that way. And when his movies aren't even being recognized, it's just hiding great movies that should have gotten recognition, you know, shown to like the the mainstream. So, but I do think like it's... a director like Park Chan Wook and some others like him, like a lot of international type directors probably wouldn't care as much because they're just like, I made this film for me. I like this. Mm -hmm. And like, there are people out there that appreciate it. And that's great. They probably Mm -hmm. don't care that much about getting an Oscar. I don't think. I hope not. Cause I mean, I hope he keeps making movie. I mean, clearly he, he keeps making movies, even though none of his stuff has ever been nominated. So that's, that's good. His first movie was in like making movies. His first movie was in like 2000 and he's still going now. So why would he stop? Yeah. You know, you do it because Um, you love it. Not because you want to, get handouts or get awards you know like it's the same with doing like the podcast i don't do it for the patreon money or anything like that (laughs) i do it because i like talking about this shit right same here it's it's the same with any art form you know if you're a true artist and a true passionate person you wouldn't really Mm -hmm. give a shit about that stuff right you can do that you can apply that to anything like we don't you don't make instagram content to get more followers you do it because you love doing it or at least that's what it should be so it's you can apply that to yeah almost anything just do it because you love it do it for the passion of it i mean fame and um, followers and money and all that stuff is something that comes with it and it's you know something good but it's not the yeah. end game i don't think right it shouldn't be your like what drives you yeah it should just be you loving to do it if i can make a living and 
you know have enough money to get by i'm happy yeah same here next question uh i also got a question from film forager i know that you love these types of questions Liam. oh is there another i didn't uh, read yours <laughs> if park chan wook was an alcoholic beverage what would he be <laughs> hey she's just trying to throw fun out of the ordinary questions in there for us and thank we even you, <laughs> thank you yeah um i th- I don't, is it racist to say sake? I don't know. Maybe. Wait, isn't it? No. Isn't well, so- sake is a Japanese drink? Yeah, so- and- soju oh, is soju. Korean. Well, yeah, either or. Um, they're kind of uh, similar culturally. So, mm. but no. If I was thinking like an alcoholic beverage, what do his movies feel like? Because movies are like they're they're harsh, and <laughs> they, <laughs> they uh, hit hard. They leave you it, feeling a lot of emotions. Yes. <laughs> yeah so probably really strong like whiskey or something i don't know yeah you can get like a warm nice feeling from it but occasionally it's just like oh that hurts mm-hmm. exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's pleasant at times but unpleasant at other times yeah you can't have too much of it but when you do it leaves you kind of feeling like shit but you want more and more of it yeah but it's not good that you're wanting more and more of it but it's just too good to not have okay so, see now i like yeah. this question now i like this question see we can find meaning behind some of these try harder um, chandra when you try harder like this i like it yeah <laughs> so thanks for the question uh, from movies that don't suck he asked lady vengeance american remake laughing emoji so no no. We don't need that. We don't want it. If they did like a remake yeah. of like Sympathy as well, I'd I'd be pissed off. Oh god. I think that one is too um that one's like the less least known and the most like kind of risky amongst them all probably right yeah if they brought I mean, it to american audiences they'd probably water it down quite a bit yeah they would probably really water it down and i just don't see uh, yeah that getting an american remake i do see them though yeah probably remaking lady vengeance and that sucks i don't want them to do that that does seem like one where it could cater better to an american style remake or whatever but i don't want it to happen no it's just not I don't want any better than what we already have any english language remakes i hate them there's very few that like have probably been done well i can't think of them anyway next two questions are from all right so reviews he asked uh why is stoker underrated i mean i'd have to rewatch it to call it underrated i think it's sort of of people talk about it it it, it sort of is yeah i think it feels like it should be like more popular than it is i suppose yeah i'm surprised it's not like i i never see anybody really talking about it there's so many great yeah, things it's about a it great movie it is i i see so yeah, i would say it's underrated i guess but i really need to rewatch it in order to like feel that way i guess well and answer is i don't asked, know yeah why do foreign directors seem to have a hard time breaking through into the american market kind of similar to what we were just talking about i th- i think it's because um they have a hard t- it's a lot of it is because they just don't want to read the subtitles it's as simple as that yeah, and it I, really is, i've talked to yeah. a lot of people yeah. yeah i've talked to a lot of people that like oh it has subtitles eh. like i want to show them a movie or like recommend a movie and then when i say it's in, i always have to preface it i'm like it's in subtitles why is that such a to me because i i guarantee there was a time for me before i was really into movies i was that way i was like really i don't want to have to to read the whole movie <laughs> Now, but then once I realized, like, there's a lot of incredible stories out there and, like, great movies, who cares if I just have to, like, read, you know, the translation, whatever. It's, so I think, I, that I think is it is just as simple as that. that. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Last question. Well, several kind of questions, I think. <laughs> uh, from Movies in a Podshell. Thank you for this very detailed yeah, question. <laughs> 
Why why do people generally prefer Bong Joon-ho to Park Chan-wook and why does Bong get more recognition and is generally considered the better director? So we'll tackle that one first. Because yeah, that's always kind of frustrating me too. I mean, it hasn't frustrated me because Bong Joon-ho is a great director. I don't think he's made a bad movie, at least that I've seen. But he's so much more talked about and so much more recognized. And he, you know, he won all those awards for Parasite. and It was deserved. That's great and all. But it's very deserved. It's well deserved, yeah. He is a great director. I still think Park Chan-wook is a better director, but I think the reason that Bong Joon-ho gets way more recognition is because his movies are just more accessible to people, I feel like. They're mm-hmm. way less harsh and like out there. They're, they're just more mainstream. That's what I think. I do prefer Park Chan-wook mm-hmm. right now, but I, I don't think that that should like discredit what Bong Joon-ho has done. Like, I, oh, no. Like, I think For that sure. they're both just great directors. They're just very different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they are very different. I think that Park Chan-wook oh. is celebrated in his own way i think mm-hmm. that bong Jun ho he got like num- like awards for parasite and all that stuff like snowpiercer is an american movie and then same mm-hmm. with oakja it's like yeah. a netflix movie so i think yeah. that he's just been able to like you know get lucky with breaking through to that kind of audience through doing that kind of stuff yeah. but with park chan wook it's, it's just his movies are more hard to digest for a lot of people i think i i totally agree because like i've seen those three that you mentioned and i've also seen the host and uh memories of murder like they're all like pretty you know they can be complex movies at times but like at the end of the day i really think they're all pretty straightforward snowpiercer is like an action movie uh okja and and, like parasite just all of them are very they can be very straightforward and easy to digest like we like you said yeah i just think park chan wook his his you're not going to nominate for best picture a movie about a guy being locked up for 15 years and then ends up fucking his daughter and then killing a nope. guy on some, you know, you just won't. So, it's a classic in its own way, way but you're not going to nominate it for like something that's exactly like an Oscar. I or feel whatever. like Park Chan-wook is more like he's he's more like of a cult director. Like he's, he has this like really hardcore fan base. But the mainstream doesn't even probably like know his name that, you know, like so he's like much more beloved by a certain type of people and then bong joon ho has just made a wide variety of movies i guess of yeah. like almost every genre that is just easier for people to watch and um that's probably why i love them both but yeah i mean yeah for me park is just he he caters more to like what i love about movies it so. just it just is based on preference i think really yeah i think so too i just but i do agree jamie i wish that park chan got as much recognition as bong joon ho because they both make great movies i don't know and then the second part of his question for me i guess this is more of a comment for me parasite is a solid 8 out of 10 which is essentially what put him on the map for younger cinephiles and casual viewers bong has some fantastic movies for example mother memories of murder etc but i would generally consider park to be the more consistent with the vengeance trilogy etc etc but he isn't recognized or talked about anywhere near as much Oh, I guess that was all kind of like, yeah. Yeah, but, but like, what do you expect, sort of? I mean, I don't agree that pa- Parasite is what put him on the map for younger viewers. I think that was Oakja, probably. Or Snowpiercer, mm. even. Like, Oakja was pretty Maybe, huge yeah. when it came out for a lot of people because it had a lot of actors that a lot of younger people liked in it right. and they wanted to see it. It was a Netflix movie. It was easy to watch. Mm. You know, so That's I think... That's exact, and yeah. I think those did it, not yeah. Parasite. I mean, Parasite is now his most popular movie and oh, yeah. one of the most popular movies you'll find, like... Yeah, I think that's another reason that, like, his movies are just, they're just more viewed and more 
accessible is because of the popular cast. Like you got Jake Gyllenhaal in one of his movies. You got Chris Evans in one of his movies. Like he gets popular actors. And, yeah. Like he does English speaking movies. That's probably the reason um, why. But I don't think that a lot of younger audiences would latch on to Park Chan Wook. No, they wouldn't no. whatsoever. So like. So I think I that's mean, that the just, reason, really. Yeah, everything about Park Chan Wook's style is just his films are just more challenging and they're more draining. Yeah. And like more depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Bong Joon-ho's movies are all, like, kind of... A lot of them are kind of uplifting and, like... I don't know. They they tackle certain issues and stuff, but they're just... They're lighter. They're easier to watch. Uh, but they're great in their own way. They do their own style great in their own way. Yeah. I think just because um, they're from the same place doesn't mean they should be compared so much. It's like, they're very different, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, I know they both, yeah. you know, are from Korea. They use Song Kang-ho in a lot of their movies, but, <laughs> you know, still... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I guess it's the same way we would compare, like, you know, Nolan to freaking Scorsese. I don't know if people even compare them, but just, like, popular directors yeah. from a certain, for a certain type of audience. Like, people are always bound to compare, and I understand why they compare those two. Like, I totally get why, but mm-hmm. they do have a distinct style in their own. Anyway, that was the last question, so. Nice. Thanks for Ooh. the questions. A lot of Park Chan Wook talk yeah. this episode. Woo! All right. Well, uh, before we close it out, we got to shout out the patrons again. Yeah. Because your support means so much to us. Thank you, Kath Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of you. Don't worry. I don't either. Okay. No, thanks, um, Kath. We appreciate it very much. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. <laughs> moving underscore 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 pictures. Uh, I won't make fun of you either, <laughs> though I don't do that. I've never made oh. fun of her in my life. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sarah's Popcorn Chat. We appreciate it very mm-hmm. much. You're helping us a lot. And thank you, Film Ardor. Uh, your support also means how? so much. Quinn? Huh? Quinn how? Oh, fucking fuck. Quinn, fuck. holy shit. <laughs> Fuckaroo. You cut, even got it, it right this earlier. this out, you know. Ardor Film. <laughs> thank you so much. I don't know why I keep mixing up your name. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Luna underscore underscore Pearl. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to all the patrons anyway. and all the fans, all the support, all the listening. We love you. Don't forget to rate the podcast, by the way. Some of you haven't rated yeah. the podcast and it's disgusting behavior. We would appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Okay, you can find me at Views by Quinn on Instagram, Letterboxd, all the social medias. Just check out the link tree in the description. You can find all of it there. I would appreciate it. And you can find me at Movies Music Me on everything, pretty much. Just check the link tree and you'll find my letterbox, my YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Uh, That's about it. Goodbye, everybody. Peace out, bitches. There we go. (laughs)